0: Yo, Internet, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel, the superior shaving system that's designed specifically for people with curly, coarse hair, and sensitive skin. If you go to getbevel.com right now and punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, you'll get 20% off your first purchase. That's getbevel.com, C-O-M-B-A-T. Stop shaving like a punk bitch and shave like a boss. Get ready for combat. 't
1: no, no Be ready for
0: combat. Be ready for combat. 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 Yeah. The Combat Jack Radio Show. Hey, Your internets, you're into in to the Combat Jack Show, combatjackshow.com. How y'all doing, internets? Summer's over, internets. This was an amazing summer, man. This was an am- Did y'all have an amazing summer? Can you tweet us? Can you add us and let let us know how your summer was, man? Did y'all drink copious amounts of alcohol like I did? Did you kill your liver? Did you take some pills that took you on the next plane?
2: Miserable niggas.
0: You know what I'm saying, nah, no, no miserable niggas. <laughs> I just want happiness. And, and the ladies too. Ladies, did y'all ball out till y'all fall out?
2: I think a lot of women made men miserable this summer. How so? Just, niggas is screw facing all day. You seen you a lot of train. screw? You got a lot of screw Not just black right men, here. white men, Asian men.
0: You know, where you where you more women you know are what
2: dating the, other women now, so it's where you live, bro, Cause field. I don't have no miserable niggas. I didn't say around me. where I live. I said on the train, traveling through Yeah, traveling New York through where City, you live. New York City.
0: I don't see no miserable niggas, man. Yeah, they be miserable, man. Yo, listen. L
2: train, miserable niggas.
0: Listen, listen, <laughs> don't take the don't take no offense, Internet. If you're a miserable nigga, don't listen to the show, man. Go down the hall to the other miserable podcast. Don't fuck with us, man. I want everybody. <laughs> To be happy, and if you even think about miserable shit, man, I'm I'm loyal to y'all as long as y'all loyal to me. But if y'all even on the verge of being miserable, change that shit up, man. Life is short, man. You know what I'm saying? All that misery and shit, you end up getting ass cancer and all that shit, man. (laughs) Flip your shit up, man. You know what I'm saying? Flip it up. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Dream those dreams, man. Have a hate free life, man. Um, yo, man, this is an amazing, amazing, amazing summer. Damn, we just got blessed with a goddess. It just walked in the joint, man. Listen, I, I love when the goddess— Yo, let's, that's what I was about to say, King. It's like this summer, man, it's like like I really, really, really realized, man, how, how women are the major key, man. You, 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 know, you know what I'm saying? Like the wisdom that they have, I mean, they, cra- are, they bat shit crazy. I women
2: mean, are God, man. That's straight up. Yeah, they man. They give birth to the planet, man, so why why wouldn't they be?
0: You know, as as Dallas Penn used to say, man, that that, 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 that black hole is the black hole. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. How you doing though, man? Who, me? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm good, man. Y'all
2: feeling great, man. We traveling. My voice is still a little, you know, in uh, yacht mode. We just did the, you know, the yacht party. Little... Well, you did the yacht. We were just, we were your hype man. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was washed, man. You? Dude. I was, I was washed. You know what time we got? <sighs> Seven o'clock in the morning, bro. Eight
0: thirty in the morning, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nuts, yo! Shout out to everybody that came out to the VS.
0: Shouts to everybody. It's Yacht too many Party, names, man. man. But everybody. But but my set. I thought I love my set with with DJ Stretch Armstrong. Closed and, it. And 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 DJ Miss Milan. Crazy, crazy, man. We got any announcements, man? Before we jump into the show, man, because this this, well, this this esteemed guest that we have, I mean, it's been like at least three, four years in the making, right?
2: Yeah, man. Okay. Little, little minute. Little minute. Little minute. I, I had the pleasure and honor of meeting the homie uh, at a, one of our holiday parties. Yes, I remember ago. that. Yeah, he was in the and cut. We were trying to work work it out then. Yes. you know what I mean. Yes. And, um But um, we by the time this episode comes out, we'll be in Montreal okay. for the pop festival. Montreal, what pop up? symposium? festival
0: pop symposium is that what it is a pop symposium pop symposium okay it's Archido. too many things going on man. i gotta give a shout out to um bear gal bear Toronto it. man they had me out there host their party man yo you you ain't been to a party till you till you've been to a Toronto party a bear gal party why do they
2: call it bear gal
0: because the women there are bear.
2: oh bear I, I yeah they bear bellies or something no like, bear bear, bear gal like and and, and it's man an videos.
0: environment where it's run by women you know tika uh, Tika, the creator, and her crew—you know—they have a podcast, the the um, the Gyalcast, uh podcast. But it's a it's a it's a party run by women, and it's created so that the environment is safe, so women could be as free as they can. Mm. So women had fucking underwear on.
2: You was a, <clears throat> Was I in underwear? No, you you saw all of that. Man, you was from a distance. You was in the booth. I was safe. Okay, I was on
0: stage. <laughs> but but what but what I love about what I love about the culture of Toronto is the underlying thread between all of the cultures out there is reggae. Mm. Is is dance hall. Caribbean. So you'll be in there and you'll see like the, the, the Asians or the whites or the you know the um the Indians or, you know, the West Indians or the the, the Africans and they all on the same vibe. Mm. So it's, it's it's like their music and their culture seems to me from an outsider looking in, it seems more united than here we're, particularly in New York where hip hop is traditionally white I mean black and ha- and hispanic and then we have like the, the 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 handful of whites that are really part of the culture right. but it seems like over there the youth are really part of that culture man I love it man
2: so it's saliva swap friendly So what? Saliva swap friendly?
0: What do you talk What's that? It's
2: free kissing and hugging and touching and it was a lot of that going on
0: that you saw I saw a lot of whining. Okay. Wine panit. And panties. Panties. Wine panit. Jesus Christ. Wine panit. <laughs> Internet, can y'all say this with me one time? Wine panit. All I heard, right.
2: I heard there's a, a cuffing season party that's going to take place Where? in New York City.
0: Well, who's throwing that?
2: Who's throwing that? Shout out to Dennis. I heard we might be involved in something like that.
0: Okay, man. Listen, cuffing season is fully in effect. Make sure, internet, that you have your, um, you know, your prospects lined up because it's gonna be a cold winter. Winter is coming. You know what right. I'm saying? I gotta give a shout out to, um, where else did I go? Oh, Miami. I gotta give a shout out to Drink Champs, Nori, Nori, and, and DJ EFN. Um, we did a classic episode with Jack Thriller with with special features from Damon Dash and, um, Two Chains. But I was really upset again, Nori. Like, we, we, how many times are we gonna piece this shit out? And then you on Breakfast Club saying I jerked you again, nigga. Like. <laughs> And then Charlemagne, my nigga, like you stop, yo nigga.
2: Charlemagne the antagonist. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah, I heard.
0: I heard Combat Jack jerked a lot of niggas. Man, jerk these nuts, my nigga. Stop <laughs> it. I really take offense to that shit. Stop it, my nigga. I never. I wasn't one of these niggas that was like trying to clown you when niggas was saying you was bleaching your skin. I always had your back, nigga. And
2: not for nothing, some of these people that that's that's claiming the jerk shit. They lying, yeah. and I'm saying that. Yeah, y'all just gotta stop. We know that what shit. that's about. That's so bullshit. I'm
0: saying this to you, and, and and Nori, man, we was out till fucking seven in the morning, my nigga. Stop it. You know, I thought you put some respect on my nigga. Anyway, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of this shit, man. We, listen,
2: yeah, shout out to Queens flip too, man. That that episode is bubbling.
0: Okay, it's bubbling in too many in too <laughs> many different ways. Some cats <laughs> are saying it's hilarious, and yeah. I've had more than one tweet say this is the worst fucking episode of the combat jack show of all time of all time (laughs) it's the shits and giggles episode man. yeah let us have some fun man come on man we've been doing it we've been internet like i keep saying the combat jack show has held you down for six summers where's the fucking love man where's the love don't forget us
2: Three four seven seven four six two zero eight zero. Combat Jack Show
0: hotline. Call us, in, man. Are we, are we still getting calls?
2: Yo, shout out to the anonymous caller. We got to find out who this dude is because he he keeps hiding his phone number. Yeah, but he's so brilliant. We want to might give him a segment. Let's or something. give him he a keep, segment, man. I think he's scared. We might you know run up on him or something because nah, sometimes no. he's he fucks with us. Sometimes you know he gives us some hard critique that's alright
0: let's accept all our, with him, what, man. what criticisms has he given us that, that you think oh, he you
2: takes should... shots at the other callers too man no know? but what, what oh of us yeah what does he well, say well he's been he's been real cool now okay. been like, yo we've been, we've been on our shit yeah. according to him you know yeah. I think we've always been on our we've shit
0: we've always but, been on but you know you know how it is man I, we, I feel but his like his
2: lens is very you know very very dope man I like, I, I like his, his critique man,
0: I feel anyway. like Nas man these niggas still underestimate us man facts you know what I'm saying like what the fuck else you y'all want us to do man King, next week, man, I'm gonna bring a big can of gasoline. We're just gonna light you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we might
2: have to send Queens Flip to some of these other podcasts. Yeah, though. yeah, no doubt, man. Listen, Fake let's ju- let's jump
0: into this, man. We got this brother there that, that yes. has so much respect for me, so much respect from us. He's shown us a lot of support, man. And and I gotta say, man, when I first when I first heard about the music, it was at a pivotal time. Where their music really, really, and this is not even figuratively, their music really spiritually saved my life, man. So let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Fonte, Mr. Fonte. Fonte Tigalo. What up, what up? What's Tigolo. going on, man? Welcome to the Combat Jack Show, man, man. thank you
1: so much, man, for having me. This has been, like, seriously two, three years in the making. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, so thank you.
0: Let me define what I, what I meant by saying how y'all saved my life, man. Um, I left the music industry in 2004, and I was so done with just the music that was coming out. I was done mm-hmm. with the industry. And I thought, I really thought that that hip hop was dead. And I thought that I was done mm-hmm. with rap music. So I'm sitting in my basement, you know what I'm saying? Like just, you know, you know uh, on the internet. And it was around that time that I really came across Little Brother, man, Little Brother. And that shit really was so refreshing.
1: Thank you so much, man.
0: Because it was so different.
1: Yeah, I've heard this from so many people. It's 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 amazing. I mean, and you know, when you're making records, you know, I mean, God, some of that stuff we cut, we was like, I was like, what, 21, 22 years old? Didn't even know what the fuck he was doing. Right? Oh, my God. It was, you know, complete trial and error and error and error and error and <laughs> error. You know what I mean? And uh, But we heard so much from so many people just that was like, yo, man, I was done with music and you guys, you know, y'all brought it back and we couldn't believe y'all was from the South and, you know, you just, you just never know. I just say that and say you just never know who your audience is. You know what I'm saying? You you never know. And, I mean, kind of my guiding principle uh, throughout my career has just always been, you know, whereas if some people, you know, some people's uh, is think most people think ready, aim, fire. My thing has always been ready, fire, aim. You know what I mean? My thing has always been like, look, I'm just going to just take a shot. And wherever that shot lands, we're going to build our target around where that shot lands. That's very smart, man. You know what I mean? Because you just, you never know. I mean, you never know. I mean, know. dude,
0: we started this shit as, as shits and giggles.
1: And this, look where that. We, we started
0: this shit, like, with no fucking plan. <laughs> we just—we put our, yeah, bang, 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 bang with our <laughs> hands over our <laughs> eyes, man. But, but I, I thank you for the support. But what I mean by how it saved me is because... At the time, and this is no shots, man, but it was like, you know what I'm saying, we were all going through, at least here in New York, we were going through the trauma or the post-traumatic effect of 9-11. Mm-hmm. So you could hear that in the music. Mm-hmm. So Dipset was like that real, you know what I'm saying, the rap Taliban, and then mm-hmm. 50 was super <laughs> aggressive, and everybody in New York was beefing, and that shit was exhausting. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. being in the industry for at least 20 years, that shit was exhausting. So when I was like, rap is dead, man, and, and, and your shit, the production was angelic and the ramen was like, <laughs> it just felt like I was eat like I'm eating fucking kale <laughs> with some shrimp. Like this shit is, this it, shit is it's delicious. It's nourishment. It's nourishment. <laughs> it was y'all and it was doom.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. It was y'all yeah. and it was
0: doom that gave me a lot of hope back into, you know, discovering who I became. You know, which eventually became Combat Jack, man. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. I'm working. I'm glad you're working, man. Yeah, shit. You and me both, bro. I'm glad you're eating. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm... Hollywood? I've been blessed, man. Hollywood? Uh, Hollywood, man.
0: How's Hollywood treating you, man?
1: It's been really good, man. I'm uh, in the process of... I got a couple of jobs now. Yeah. I mean I've always had a lot of jobs. But this twenty sixteen has been an incredible year. The checks I mean, come direct. They are they are they direct deposit? Oh yeah, they direct deposit. They on time. Uh, <laughs> direct on time. Are they on know? time this Yo, brother, pay? yo, look, man, let me say this, man. I will never forget this conversation I had with Jazzy Jeff. And this was I mean God, this was easily ten years ago. But I didn't, I I understood it then, but I didn't, you know, it now, it really resonates. And he was saying to me, he was like, man, you know, the music industry is set up for you to fail. Mm -hmm. He's like, the music industry sets you up to fail. He was like, TV, they really take care of you. TV, he was like, man, and he was talking about, you know, when they were shooting Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he was just like, dude, you know, I was getting my checks, you know, direct deposit, whatever. He was like, my per diem was something crazy, I came, like, you know, $250. So he was like, man, my per diem, I was just getting sneakers with that shit. Right. You know what I mean? He was like, they really take care of you. And he said, coming from the music business, seeing how they do it in TV, it's just like, dude, you it makes you never want to go back to that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they don't really, they don't really arm you. I mean, I remember signing my, getting our advance, like, for uh, Little Brother. And, from uh, Atlantic. From right? Atlantic, from right. Atlantic. We got, we got our advance, and we had to go and set up like an LLC and all that. Like yeah. we had, we had to, our manager at the Time Big Doe, he, had, you know, had did all the research, whatever, because they literally give you a check that says little brother. Right. You know what I'm saying? There was a, um, <clears throat> there was an episode, I don't know if y'all watched the, uh, the show, uh, Silicon Valley on um, HBO. Uh, it's something I would encourage all artists uh, to watch. It's just, it's a lot, so many life lessons in there, but it's basically like one, one episode where, the company, there's a startup company, and they win this big competition. It's like this tech crunch competition, and they win, like, all this money.
0: Like, angel mo- or investment money, right? Yeah, like, investment money. money. But
1: they didn't even have... They couldn't even cash the check. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have a proper business, like, bank Entity account and all to like, accept it. To accept it, yeah. right. And so... And the music business is just like that. I mean, they just... Give you $100,000 And it's like Okay here Survive go. Survive niggas Make it work And bring us back And bring us back, <laughs> and and bring, bring, us, back bring, so. bring us back a million Right right Bring <laughs> us back a million With no blueprint of how to do that So for me man um, Working with uh, big I'm thankful Because I, I came up In the music business And you know And I've heard it From everyone I mean I've heard it From actors From people on TV side Everyone would tell you that of all the entertainment industries, music is the one that is the most cutthroat. It's the most cutthroat. It is the most, uh, you know, it's the one that is the hardest to um, to make a living in. But, it's kind of the one that's even the most uh, unregulated. You know what I'm saying? So, um, So if you can make it in the music business, you know, making that transition into movies or TV, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that, so many rappers are able to move into acting. Right. Why, you know, someone like Latifah is yes. still killing it. Will Smith yes. still killing it. Cube. Cube, oh, uh, without a doubt. You know ow, what I'm saying? Ow, like, oh, yeah. Sticky. I don't think, yeah, yeah, right. He's Crazy, on the night of. So, yeah, I don't think none of that shit is a coincidence, man. If The music industry is just so fucked up. And, but if you can survive and get to, to television or Hollywood, it makes a difference because I've seen just a lot of jobs I've been able to get It's amazing, Jack. I tell you, man, like, it's amazing, bro. Like, just how much the power of delivering can do for you. Like, just that you can walk in and they say, hey, we need this by this date. And you just tell them, all right, no problem. Right. And you deliver and you're like, on that. But that's day. all
0: though? But that's all?
1: Brother, right? you would be amazed yeah. at how many people can't do that. It's right, that's So true. many people, you know, artists, you know, producers, whatever Executives that wanna work. Whatever, right. Yeah, they want to work in TV and music, but they don't understand it's like The, the basics. The, the basic it's it's just delivery. Like that's the job. You it's, know,
0: how's I, I think the vetting process for Hollywood is pretty steep, particularly coming out of the music industry because most cats in the music industry think showing up late Hmm. is normal. Right. Most cats think showing up, you know, smelling weed scented. Y'all should be honored by my lateness. Yeah, yeah. Y'all should be honored (laughs) by my lateness. Y'all should be honored that I got blitted up (laughs) downstairs so that I'm more creaking. And and what I understand is like Hollywood wants people that they can trust, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily trust us until we deliver.
1: That is that is that is absolutely the case because, I you know, with, with TV and movies, man, you know, <clears throat> I think a lot of time in the music industry as well, you know, they celebrate that, you know, I'm showing up late, I'm up I'm I'm that dysfunction, because it's very easy for you to be controlled in that dysfunction. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you a dope thing or, or whatever, you know, you're pretty much going to do what I say. It's very much, you know, like a carrot and stick kind of thing. Uh, from my experience, the little experience I've had in working with TV... Um, you know, man, they are just been, again, just by turning stuff in on time, I mean, you would think I made it rain fucking manna from heaven, dude. Right, right. Like, they are just like, oh, so all the files are there? Like, that's, I'm like, yeah, that's yes, it. Yes. Yeah, that's it right there. You I want mean, me to send
0: it to you again? Right. I'm <laughs> like, I can
1: do another we transfer or whatever. But, uh, so, nah, man. So, uh, I, I first started off working with uh, uh, my man Carl Jones, who was doing uh, Black Dynamite. In, uh, on Adult Swim okay. And uh, my man Fatin Horton Who was a long time Like childhood friend of mine From Greensboro uh, He was the music Director for that show And he brought me in To do like a lot Of voiceover stuff And uh, so A lot of musical cues So at the time We were shooting A uh, It was an episode With Bob Marley mm-hmm. And it was the episode Where Bob Marley Chance the Rapper Did Bob Marley's Talking voice and so I did his singing voice. <laughs> so I had to like make up all these songs about Yo, like Let me hit see- I didn't I just
0: see that episode. I gotta hear something. Dude. Man, it was I mean, we I, you we gotta
1: got get you, I got don't don't, don't 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 dance. I don't know if I could do it. <clears throat> but it was um <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember what are the songs. So basically we took all of his Bob Marty songs and like flipped them into parodies. Yeah. So one was instead of uh This is love, we made We Gonna Fuck. So, we gon' fuck, we gon' fuck, we gon' fuck. Can you feel it? Like so it was that one. <laughs> Then we did. Uh, w- we took war and we made whore. And so, whore? Every, yeah, yeah like, uh, everywhere is whore. Everywhere car. is whore. I love these whores. I love the whores that are dark skin. And even the hoes that are light skinned, like it was, it was just total fucking fuckery. I mean, that was like that was one of those gigs where you know you just really look around and it's like, man, I cannot believe I'm getting paid to do this. I'm getting this shit. paid to do this. I'm getting paid to just well, clown the fuck around. Yeah, it was a pain Were you in debt
0: when you got in there, man? Oh my
1: god, Nah, man. I was. I wasn't in debt. I've always been, and I thank God for this. I've always been. I've never been a financially irresponsible person. There's never been times in my life where you know i have more money than than not or less money (laughs) than not but i've never been you know like like amoeba records is more dangerous to me than any strip club Mm -hmm. a record store poses more threat to my financial situation that will suck your financial soul jesus christ man so strip club uh -uh, whatever so drugs i've never been into drugs or drinking nothing like that but music has definitely always kind of been my thing so Financially, I've never been, you know, I've always played pretty conservatively with my money. So, you know, even when times where I was, you know, shit was kind of lean, you know, I I didn't have these outstanding debts. I never wanted to be a slave. To to any God kind bless of debt. you, man. God bless you, man. yo. <laughs> so,
0: so so the breaks, oh, the man. breaks has been greenlit for 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 the season. Yeah, man. I, I like the um the pilot or the movie, the pilot. Yeah. Um. So you're writing. You 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 had an appearance in the, in the pilot. You wrote for the pilot. Yeah, man. And, and how's your appearance now? You have more screen time.
1: Um, I I do have a, a little more. Um, we I may get some more. I mean, because we're still finishing up right now. Uh, my thing was uh we started. God, man! When did we start this, this is we started like a, I guess a month or so ago, but uh, we're scheduled to be wrapped in November. That's don't. And uh, I'm still doing all the rhymes uh, for the characters. The only one I'm not writing for. I didn't write for uh, Afro, the brother Afro. Right. Shout out to him. Yes. Um. He he used his, the the song that we used in the pilot was a song of his, and so when it came time we started doing episodes, I was just like, look, he can write. His own shit, you know what I mean? Like he's he's dope. dope. Yeah, he's dope on his own. Like let him cook, you know what I mean? What about Torre? The battle scene, I wrote the battle scene for (laughs) Torre. Yeah, that's crazy. I wrote the battle scene. Yeah, Torre,
0: you got some Ghost Riders, (laughs) Torre. It's the Torre God, my
1: nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Torre, man. He's he's a great guy. And I'm just joking. Nah, oh nah, man. Torre is totally. And and the thing is, I, I was great. It ended up being him because me and him are both older in our careers, so we have that security in ourselves to where you could spit somebody and right. it ain't nothing you know you right. know you nice so it's like dude i'm doing this but uh yeah Torre, he was he ended up um when they were trying to cast that role i sent them to him. i was like look man i think i hit him i was like Torre, look man i think you'll kill this but i can't make any promises but you know i'm gonna send you to the casting right. or whatever and they loved him they put him in it and so and i did that for a couple of other people too. this so i i i don't, don't want to spoil anything but uh that's been the greatest thing for me is just being able to use just whatever kind of influence that I have and be able to put other brothers in position. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that to me is more um that that's the greatest joy of it, you know, to get that call like, yo, nigga, you just changed my life, nigga. You you understand what well, I'm about to be on yo, the you, like, you need to change my life, my nigga. I brought look, man. <laughs> if I will look into if we have roles. No, let me
0: tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. And Dan Charnas.
1: Mm-hmm. knows this.
0: For some reason, I had nothing to do with the show, right? And I'm credited with the first episode, like the the, the pilot. Wow. But you know why? Because the chick's story is my story. Wow, it's okay. It's my personal story. Wow. She 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 gave up a career of of going to Harvard Law to work at this Def Jam-esque wow. label. I had just graduated from Georgetown Law, okay. and I started working at Def Jam and 89 for nothing. Like, and that's wow. my story. That's that, my. This is my first time reading this. This, this is, is my amazing. fucking story. And then just like coming from this Ivy League, kind of like geared to be corporate, but still growing up in the hood. Mm-hmm. And so the hit, you know, I love the culture more than anything. I would do anything for the culture, especially give up my pedigree and the whole nine. <laughs> so when I first saw the episode, I was screw faced. I was like, <laughs> that's fucking me. And And, and just the scenes. And I was like, "How the fuck did Dan interview me and get these fucking scenes?" But you know, you know, Dan is my dude. I gotta get.
1: Have you has Dan been on the
0: show? Has he done? Has he done Dan the has show? been on the show like five years ago. But, okay, but it's funny because Dan, um, you know, is 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 a professor at uh, NYU. Yeah, NYU, yeah. And last year he was my for my son's first year. He was a student advisor, so I speak to oh, Dan that's dope. all that's the dope. time. But I'm like, you know, Dan, that's. That's that's my fucking story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm saying that right now. It's official.
1: That's my fucking story. Wow, I I had no idea. Yeah, like, I mean yeah, a lot of people crazy. don't. But you know
0: yeah. when I saw the credit, it was like, yeah, that's your story. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. that's dope. It's crazy, man. Like how um, Hollywood right now was celebrating. I think more in a more respectable manner, the premium. Of what this culture's history is, man. Mm -hmm. You know, have you seen The the Get Down? I've
1: seen The Get Down. What'd you think? Eh, I thought it was cool. It it was, um, you know, it was a show that, you know, first and foremost, I'm more thankful and more, you know, just uh, amazed that a show like that is able to exist about hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, There were things, you know, I certainly didn't like about it. Like what? what? Like what what didn't you like about it? Well, I just felt that it was, it, it tried to do a lot yes yeah i mean it was it tried to do a lot and uh you know it was like part musical part you know kung fu origin story part gangster story you know we do dropping body. like it was it was just a lot going on and uh you know i i thought that for 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 to tell that kind of story um It doesn't, just the story of the birth and the creation of hip hop, that in and of itself is exciting, you know I mean? It didn't really need a lot of those other elements, you know what I'm saying, to make it, you know, exciting or whatever. But uh, the one thing I did like about it is that, you know, it did have an element of kind of, uh, you know, kind of surrealism, I guess you could say. And that's just something that is black. Fantasy, exactly. And that is something that as black people we don't get that. So that is what I think is beautiful about it. Like, niggas don't ever get to be magical. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, we don't ever get. We got get... magical Negroes. Right, right, exactly. We, we get to be Bagger Negro. Vance yeah, and fucking, yeah. you know, like Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost or, or, or shit or like re- that. Re-
0: Cuba when he played the retarded camera. Yeah, I, I, radio. I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't say retarded. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, was he, was little, he was a little. Yeah, deep. he was a was Yeah, uh, he was retarded. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't change Special. classes. Special. He yeah. stayed in one class all day. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to tell you what I liked about it, though for those same reasons like that's my era Mm -hmm. like that's my era I came out of like I first like I said like when we were talking off air I had the tapes before I heard Sugar Hill Gang I was so disappointed when I heard Sugar Hill Gang because I was like
1: Mm -hmm. that ain't rap that ain't the real that ain't rap
0: right but you know 78 79 hip-hop was kung fu Cause on Forty Second Street you had nothing but kung fu, oh, the th- yeah, the so it there. was kung fu. You know what I'm saying? Like just the details, like when them gang kids ran up on whenever they would show up, mm-hmm. and some of them would have dirty faces. I remember as a kid looking at other kids, it was like, "Why are these niggas so dirty?" <laughs> no, because New York was like that. It was it was, yeah. it was like, "Why are these niggas dirty?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just stylistically, yeah, it was fantastical and the whole nine, but washing it brings back the smell in New York. Okay. -hmm. It brings back just details that some of y'all might not know, but like for somebody from whoever was, if if it was Nelson George or whatever, who was like, we got to put these deep, like the Red Mm. Pumas, the Red Pumas was pumas, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And even like the way they talked, because it was right when we were still trying to figure out this new hip hop language, but right before the hip hop language, it was like this post 70s, kind of it was the way they you can't if you don't know what i can't really explain it but the way they talk and even the get down brothers Mm -hmm. that's a 79 that's 70s name hip (laughs) hop we the get down brothers you know i'm saying yeah because it was
1: post-disco it was kind of and i like the way they showed that with the character i can't remember the light-skinned kid with the fro and i thought the performances were great and i'm and i mean more above all else you know i'm just happy again man the fact that the OGs can still get checks off this shit. You know what I'm saying? The fact that Flash can still get bred, you know, as as a... I mean, if you think about, you know, rap music as something that when it first, you know, in its inception, nobody thought this shit would last fucking five years. Man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even, you know, Tell talking me about Flash... It. You Niggas know, he, was
0: like, this shit is six months, B.
1: Yeah, tops, right? And even Flash, you know, when I remember reading an interview and someone was asking him, they was like, so, you know, do you think... People are gonna hear this around the world, and he was just like, "Yo, I just hope people can hear this shit in Philly." Yeah, you know, he was, you know, just making it out of <laughs> of his, you know, very small yeah, area. That's, that's real, you know what I mean? And so, so like the think- fact
0: that we were hearing it in Brooklyn, like niggas didn't go to Harlem, right? Niggas can go to the Bronx. That was like going to L.A. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead ass. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It Was that? It was that. Far. It was that.
1: Yeah, it was that kind of. The world was that big. Yeah, man. And so, so the most beautiful thing about it is that we are able to have. I mean, good guy, man. I mean, again, a music that no one thought would last past the fucking, you know, a summer or whatever. But now, you know, you look 30, 40 plus years later, we are able to have The Breaks, The Get Down, Empire, uh, you know, power. power. You know what I'm saying? All of these, you know, different shows that each kind of handle a different aspect of straight hip-hop of, and rap. Straight, and straight out, out of, out of out then, com- dude Dude, you never could have told me. I would have lost all my fucking money as a 13 year old listening to fuck God. the police. Yeah. Fuck the police. And I mean, even the second niggas for life album, the fucking to kill a hooker, like the guys that made to, if you would told me the guys that made to kill a hooker, Oh my God. Would one day have the best selling, the top biopic, biopic of all time. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Let me ask you a question. What was that? Straight out of Compton
0: or niggas for life.
1: Straight out of Compton. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me, okay. Let me break it down. Let me find here. Okay. Let me be clear. Yes. Production-wise, niggas for life all day. Niggas for life what? is, dude. Niggas for life. What the stuff that Dre was doing? If you listen to that record now, and Niggas for Life was ninety-one. If I, ninety-one. A it was ninety-one. Sonically, that record stands up to anything that is anything. out right now. That record is fucking amazing. Top
0: five Dre production. Album. G- no,
1: I I will I will back you on that hundred yes. percent. Um, what happened is that was the album where they lost their they lost their straight man. They lost Cube. It wasn't so,
0: supposed to be that great yeah, without
1: Cube. it wasn't. And, I mean, the thing was, they kind of became just kind of caricatures of themselves. I mean, there was no... Because the thing was, I mean, there was balance. So, like, the first album, it was like, okay, Easy was kind of the wild dude or whatever. And then you had Ren that was just a straight down the line dude. Dre was kind of like, you know, he'll jump in, give you rhymes here and there. He had that voice kind of of authority. And then Cube... Was kind of the brain, you know. Cube, social, social, he was the he was the social consciousness of it. So then, by the time niggas were like came around, when we lost Cube, you just got Easy E singing about I'm a fucking nigga, my nigga, automobile.
0: Nigga, but, nigga, yeah, nigga. It, it
1: was just there was no that like I couldn't like versus Okay, like straight out of Compton. I could argue as art and you know what I'm saying if 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 my grandmother or whatever was like ah cut that cussing shit off I could be like well no grandma this is the artistic way that they're doing this like that This is our civil, for This li- is our civil rights This is, rights. is our si- niggas for life nigga I couldn't defend none of that shit <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even try I'm like I can't defend why they're fucking they're gang raping a 14 year old in the van, yeah. which is an actual verse that pre- I'm like a preacher's the, daughter. A pre- the preacher's daughter and they and me fucking up <laughs> with a bro like, dude, I can't you know, first of all, why am I even listening to this right. shit at twelve years old? Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, how'd you get this? <laughs> well it's interesting story. Interesting story. So this was uh oh my God, man. My my mother at the time, uh the the guy that uh, she was dating, was like my my stepdad. He passed in uh, in ninety eight and so he was a younger, he was younger, uh, he was a younger guy, and he was in the hip-hop. Right. And so, my mother was just straight up, like, Luther Vandross, Patty, like, she was just straight R&B, classics. you know what I mean? All the classics. So Anita Baker. Oh, my God. Rapture. I think uh, every rite of passage in a black neighborhood, in a black household if you use the Rapture album as a dustpan to sweep up (laughs) that... (laughs) that, Poor Anita. You know what I mean? Because it was everywhere. I mean, that record was in every household, dude. You know what I mean? So anyway, so at the time, I remember, you know, Niggas for Life came out and I wanted that fucking album. I wanted it so bad. And so... My mother, of course, she was like, nah, you're not listening to that shit. Nah, da. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Even though she would curse at me like a Grand nigga's God. for life album. <laughs> to- yeah, I'm like, this sounds like our everyday conversation, but whatever. So my mom's uh boyfriend at the time, he uh he had bought the album and he was just like, yo, come on, me, man, let's go for a ride. Mm. And I was like, where we going? He was like, look, just, just come, just go just for a ride. And so he put me in his car and he played down for me. From the beginning to the end. Running to the top. And so, and he what just, did
0: your 13 year old mom think?
1: Jesus Christ. I mean, man, <laughs> you know, hearing that record at that time, again, even then, I mean, even though I didn't have the words to describe it, just again, sonically, man, like hearing that shit in the car, which to me, to this day, you know, the car test is the official test Absolutely. for all my, that's what music. To all my music. It's the car test. If it, I mean, the studio, whatever. I mean, that's kind Headphones, of a sterile environment. Yeah, earbuds. Fuck that. The car. That's where you get the goosebumps. Yeah, the car. Because that's where you actually. That's where live. you got to pull over, like and rewind that shit. This yeah. nigga said what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you live it. That's yeah. where you know, because because uh, I want to experience the music how. The fans are gonna experience. Mm-hmm. I want to hear. You know, you're driving to work. You're driving your kids to school. What is it gonna sound like in real life? So just hearing it at that time, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I was like, damn, these niggas is cussing. And it kind of had that feeling of you're listening to something that you know you're not supposed to. Your moral compass is like, yeah. oh beep, man. Like, oh, this is oh shit. But I can't <laughs> knock it because this shit is fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it it definitely was that for me. But uh, but yeah, but to ask the question, yeah, I I think straight out of Compton is. The more important, the more important one. But niggas for life. If we just talking about which one would I rather hear at any given moment? time, like, give me niggas for life. bro. Yeah, that man. album was fucking amazing. Yeah,
0: you gotta understand as as a um, as an arrogant hip hop New Yorker, I wasn't fucking with anything south <laughs> of <laughs> New York. Like even Jersey was like, eh, right, and right, Philly right. was right. like, them niggas is weird. <laughs> so to even think that I would listen. To niggas with Jerry curls, I was like, nah. But then, <laughs> when I first put in the straight out of Compton, and I was like, yo, what is a Gat?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: why am I listening to niggas with Jerry curls that round? I'm so dope. It just mm-hmm. changed. It just flipped the whole. It was like the hip hop world is not flat anymore. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it's round. You know what I'm saying? It was. It's just just amazing, man. Yo, how do you get so much? How do you get so much time, man? How do you balance your time between? You know touring, you you still, yeah, so still touring before an exchange, right?
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Um, how are I mean, you touring
0: and writing, and <sighs> and delivering files on time,
1: <laughs> brother? I mean, it 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 actually just kind of comes from a place of well, for one, I mean, generally speaking, I have no time for myself, and you know that's the the mentality for me is this that look, if I put this work in now you know, I can enjoy it later. You know, I, I it's funny, man. I had a call. My uncle, he called me the other day, and um, he was just like, man, he's like, I see you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. And he said, well, let me ask you something, man. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. And that was something that no one had ever asked me for. And I really thought about it. I was like, you know, uncle. I said, right now, I said, no, I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. grateful, and I'm thankful for the work. I said, but right now, I'm not really happy because I'm just trying to get through all the work. Mm-hmm. Once I get through the work and, I can sit back and say, "Hey, man, I, we did this," and I can—I mean, it's always been that way for me. I've never really been able, like, even Little Brother records, Foreign Straight, Like, I can never listen to those records for like a year or two after they're done. Like, when while we're creating it and while we're making it, like, I—I fucking hate it. But it's not until like a year, or eighteen months afterwards, I'll look back and be like, "Damn, this shit is actually kind of jam." Man, like, I can't listen to last
0: week's episode. Okay, I can I, believe I don't, it. I don't listen to last week's episode, but I'll listen to episodes from like
1: six years ago when
0: we were sloppy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yo, that was brilliant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: so yeah. So for me, I guess the balance is just, uh, you know, for me, my process is just, I mean, I, I do a lot of writing stuff down. Like, I have to write things down tangibly. Um, I don't really do a lot of, you know, a lot of people are on their phones. And I, I mean, I am on my phone. Right. But I actually write things down manually. Uh, one tool that I have is... Like muscle memory. For yes. me, I found that I retain things more when I actually write them down by hand. So when I'm making my list of stuff to do, I'm writing it down. But
0: you're smart, man, because... And I read somewhere, too, that when you actually write things down with a pen on paper or a pencil on paper... Spiritually, like uh, quantum physics-wise, mm-hmm. you really manifesting it.
1: It becomes into real, real
0: life. Like, you, okay, real. I got to get through this checklist. Where I don't think there's that stickiness. Oh With, no, no, with, no. with, with typing it into your phone. Nah, like, but I, just, I never follow lists that I write for my to-do list uh, that I write for myself on the phone. But I will follow up on lists that I write on paper.
1: Yeah, I think there. I, and you know what? I think what it is, man. I, I was I was reading an article about this. I think with technology i don't i just don't think the human brain has evolved fast enough to catch up with the technology i really think it is kind of some like you know age against the machine rate the the terminator shit you know what i'm saying you know where they did a study i was reading they did a study where they were saying that people they they put people and they had them read a passage in a book like a, a physical book And then they had them read Took another group of people And had them read That same passage On like an iPad And the people who read It in the book Retained like Something like 50-60% more information Than the people Who read it in the iPad And I think the reason why Is like You know When you look at we talk about Our phones and stuff You know Screens We read books You're programmed To watch screens Right You know what I'm saying Like reading is an Active thing when you're looking at a screen, you're automatically, your thought is automatically, okay, entertain me. You know what I'm saying? You're not, it's not an active kind of. It's not an interaction.
0: Way, it's a one-way. It's a
1: one-way thing. Right. You know what I mean? So you don't really retain it. So uh, so for me, man, my thing has just always been just writing everything down. and. and having, that's a
0: great habit, and, and, and I got to get back into that habit, not to cut you oh, off. Oh, no, no, but, brother. No. But at this point in my life, I'd like to tell people that it's for the first like i used to be a, like going to law school my focus was 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 razor sharp mm-hmm. and now i feel like i got a, an adult version of add mm-hmm. like my attention i mean i'm a lot busier mm-hmm. but my attention span is all over the fucking place yeah and yeah. i don't like knowing, knowing how focus that i i, I it used, to be. used to be it's right. like i don't like like you know if i'm trying to meditate and I, you know i'm looking at the phone or yeah. did a king you know what i'm saying tech you know what i'm saying i hate that shit yeah man. it's yeah it's i mean i can't imagine the impact is having on this digital generation that doesn't know how to write. We'll know dude. in 10 years. We'll know. I mean, my, 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 <laughs> my, right. my eldest son, and, and he's focused, but he's like, I don't like pens. Wow. I'm like that's the stupidest shit I ever heard, right. but I got to. Un- he
2: did he give he, you logic behind that? Like, no, nah,
0: he just don't like pens. Wow, I, I don't need no logic. How <laughs> right. the fuck don't you? A pen is one of the greatest inventions right, ever. ever known to man. <laughs> yeah, you know pens, jeans, and boots, my nigga. Yeah, I have I have
1: a rule like in my house with my boys. Like I cut electronics off at a certain time. That's it's hot. just every night, you know, you know, we sit down, we we'll have dinner, and it's just like okay, you know, seven eight o'clock electronics is off like it's just over let's
0: get back to this happiness shit man okay the 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 the, the great dallas Penn once said <laughs> the only thing you get from doing good work is more work this right? is so true so you're doing good work you're never gonna and if you enjoy what you're doing you're never gonna stop getting work so you gotta and this is i'm not i'm not preaching to you i'm just no, saying no, no. happiness appreciate- is where you are Oh yeah. Not yeah. where you're trying to be. You can nah, be in the being worst. Being in the moment, yeah. yeah and you know. just like I'm happy. And I and I and you
1: know what, man, I kinda had that moment, you know, on set uh at the breaks the other day. Um we were there and um, you know, I was doing a scene and um and Wood was there, Wood Harris. Mm. And I'm just like shit, I remember watching the wire and now I'm working with Wood Harris. Like that was just fucking amazing, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, so I don't mean to sound like it's just, you know, crazy, like it's just, oh, woe is me, fuck that, I mean, we making, you know, anytime you can make a living doing what it is you love and, and saying what it is you want to say, dude, it really doesn't get any better than that, you know, um, and I've just been blessed to just kind of always, um, do the things, that I enjoy doing. I mean, one of the, another one of kind of my guiding principles, it was a quote I read some while ago, but it was I mean, years ago, but it was a guy who was saying something to the effect of, you know, climb mountains so that you can see the world, not so that the world can see you. Mm. And that's kind of always been my thing. You know, the things that I've done that have brought me the most joy in my life. I just did it because I just thought it was some cool shit to do when we were making records, you know, me pulling knife as a little brother, there was no money exchange. There was wasn't no, that great. Man. Wasn't it great though? Yeah, we just we were just doing it because we just liked the feeling of making music. I was working a fucking job I hated and the light at the end of my day was like, okay, I know I gotta work this bullshit job, but come 6 or 7 o'clock, I'm going to my man crib and we're gonna work on some joints. Yeah. You know, foreign exchange it was the same thing. I just heard Nick's beats online. And was like, yo, man, I think you're dope. What you think about working together? And we just started sending each other files. I didn't even know what the guy looked like. I hadn't even talked to him on the phone because this is you back know he to was like a, t- a tall Nordic looking, yeah. White I, boy. I saw his little <laughs> picture. I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Space. Yeah, it was just like, it, no, dude, this is even pre MySpace. This is oh. this is like O oh, two O oh, three. It was just like shit's like O oh, one. I'm I'm tripping. What and what what site were you on? It was an OK player. OK player. It was an wow. OK player, and I mean, that's right.
0: Y'all were like one of y'all like one of the first. Digital age
1: yeah. Rap groups Yeah man We just were doing music Just sending it And this is Again this is even before Gmail Before whatever So we would have to Send it through Instant before Messenger Before Gmail AOL A, Yeah we exactly Damn. We use AOL We would send stuff Through Instant Messenger Dial up I didn't have dial up the I CDs. had What's the CD? The CD <laughs> oh, All that shit <laughs> We have to sit it through that, and yeah, sometimes we just have to sit it through hard. Like what the heart, fuck man. are y'all talking about? <laughs> I know, like this is like we must be talking about like civil rights. Some, or some
2: free shit. This
1: oh. Yeah, but so, but yeah, but all the things that I've done, man, like I, it was never out of you know just okay, man, this is gonna be the thing that gets me rich. Right. I, I just always just tried to you know let the music be the guide and just do things that just were just cool. It's like you know even when when Dan called me about the breaks, he was just like, look, man. I have this idea, and, you know, this is what it is. And he broke it down to me. I was like, yo, man, I think this is a cool idea. Let's give it a shot. And we didn't know what it was going to be or if we were going to get picked up or not. But uh, you know, I just, you know, did what I had to do, and, you know, and here we are.
0: But my thing is this, man. How blessed are you, man, that that, that you, of all people, are not in a box? Like, you can, you can do... An R&B project, and, and by the way, uh, congratulations on Tickle. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Shout out
1: to my brother, my brother Eric Robeson. Great, nah. great album. Thank it's a you classic, so much.
0: Classic, classic. Grown man, grown woman. R&B. Thank shit. you, man. Thank but you. you can do R&B. You could wrap your ass off. You could do TV projects. You know what I'm saying? You could do like a house project here and
1: there. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, and, I, and I
0: love the record that you got with K. K. Yeah, I'm going to
1: try to link y'all brothers up. I need he that, would dude. love. I
0: need, yeah, we both Haitian too. Like, I need that. Bro. Dude.
1: Right. I did, damn, I did Okay. I, so <laughs> but, I'm on it. I'm on but, it. But, but I'm saying, how blessed is it. your
0: life that you can read, like, you have all of these passions and you could at any day dip into any of these
1: wells? You know what, man? I it, it, It's, it's, that, it's that's, funny that's how you say that.
0: happiness right
1: there oh no 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 it's it's complete happiness i my problem was it took me a while to realize that and it was it was funny i didn't realize it till i was having a conversation with my brother i was having I have like two younger brothers and uh their path has been um a bit more checkered than mine mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and so uh you know, so I try to talk to him and try to give him kind of guys where I was. But so I, this was a couple of years back and I was in the phone. I was on the phone with my brother and uh, my youngest brother. And I was just telling him, I was like, look, man, you know, you think you only have this option, but you got several other options you could take. You got to use every tool in your toolbox. You know what I'm saying? You could do this. You could do this. You could do this. And while I'm saying this shit, I'm stopping and I'm just like,
0: I'm talking to myself. I'm
1: talking to myself. And so from that point on, that was the moment I realized, you know you know when, I, when we first came in the game man all i wanted to do was rhyme like that was it you know what i'm saying i just wanted to just rhyme and even Spit. with the singing and, yeah just just rapidity rapity rap rap ah. rap fuck ass yeah, rap yeah, yeah. mama's a pussy yeah. ass nigga. <laughs> that's it <laughs> and so even with like the singing and stuff when i would do hooks on little brother records i would just do them just kind of as placeholders like as someone else to come and do them but as we kept recording You know, I'd be like, not even like, poo. They were like, yo, how y'all think it sound? they like, yo, we think it sound cool. I was like, all right, fuck it, cool. And we just kept it. So that was kind of the start of, you know, my scene career. So I had to realize. Yeah. I had to realize, I was like, you know what, man? At some point in your career, and this was another thing that Jazzy Jeff told me, he was like, man, you never know what's going to be the thing that breaks down the wall. Never. You never know. Like, you could be hammering at the wall, like, for just sledge i'm a boom 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 but one day you just take the chisel and pick yeah. and that yeah. breaks the whole shit down so for me at that point that was when i just kind of made up my mind i was like you know what i'm gonna use every tool in my toolbox what well, because you never know what you know what god put you here to do and you know what your mission is you never know what avenue is going to be the thing that puts you in front of the most people so it could be rapping it could be singing it could be doing TV. It could be, it writing. Could be you writing. It could be you hosting a fucking game show one day. It could be whatever. But you have to leave yourself open to that possibility. And one of the things I always remember, you know, LO Cool J, he said, like, this was some years ago, and they were asking him, you know, he was like, you know, when he was a kid, he was dissing TV. He was like, ah, oh, fuck that. I'd never do that. And so they, like, asked him about it again. And he was like, well, a lot of the big reason why I did that was because I never thought it was a possibility for me. Mm. I never thought that that I could even do that, so a lot of times we close ourselves off you know what i mean it's it's kinda like it's kinda like you know one of the, one of my the lessons I used to even teach you know with my boys you know it's like the old uh, experiment they did with the the fish it's uh Oh, I'm like I have so much fucking useless knowledge in my head, man. So I make I make a lot of knowledge. But um, it was the it was the it, it science. It was like a science experiment they did with uh the, with these fish, where they put these fish in a tank and they blocked off one side of the fish tank, and so the fish couldn't go. You know, what I'm saying they were stuck there, and so they kind of kept it, the thing, the barrier in between. So then they kept it there for like a couple of weeks or whatever. So then they removed the barrier, and the fish still stayed on that mm-hmm. side of the tank. Even though they were free to go, they never went past that. And I thought that was just an amazing metaphor for art, for you for, know, being for, for black for in America, yeah. community, the I, whole I, thing. I just heard
0: know? a concept yesterday, that very same concept is called learned helplessness.
1: Mm. Learned helplessness mm. where
0: you know, you, 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 you you've been trained so much to think that you're helpless that when the barriers really don't exist you still see You don't them. go beyond those boundaries. You
1: still see them, or even more tragic, you create them. Yes. It's you, you kind of become like a self saboteur. You know, yeah. you 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 get in the way of your own success. And uh and that was a thing, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm thankful the thing the many things I'm thankful for. I'm really glad that the the things that are happening in my life now are happening at a time when I'm most comfortable with myself. You know, I really feel, you know, bad and I'm really sympathetic, you know, when I see a lot of these, you know quote-unquote celebrities you know like like someone like a Chris Brown or just the stuff that they go through because I mean man you don't really I remember what life was like for me at 21 and I remember just how uncertain of a time that was for me so I couldn't imagine how
0: crazy you were
1: (sighs) relatively no no seriously and and you and you know I mean you're you got a couple years on me but we're in the same pretty much in the same bracket but you don't understand how fucking much of an idiot you were until you get no, older.
0: I let me tell you what I used to do at, at, <laughs> at 18 in college. We would rent cars okay. and drive from, from New York City to Ithaca and I would fucking start chasing motherfuckers and crash the car what? on purpose. Because, like, you know, I had to collision in the whole nine. And I just I just had that adrenaline rush, man. And I'd go back to Hertz and be like, yeah, I don't know what happened to that car. But <laughs> I would crash rental cars. And when I look back right now, I'm like, N-, and, and probably with no seatbelt on, That shit could just on some life. dumb 18-year-old shit. Niggas could have lost limbs. Niggas could have you know, lost lo- you know I'm crazy you kid. You a
2: jerk face Dan. <laughs> Nigga I been yo I was worse.
1: <laughs> but yo but there but I man seriously I think there's something scientific to that. Like there's a, i I I'm trying to remember. Your frontal it lobe is not developed. not developed. Yeah, it doesn't fully form until you're you, like in your 20s. You don't know and how shit. to
0: reason until like 27. Yeah,
1: you reason like risk assessment, like danger, like all that Consequences, shit. Consequences you have no idea. Yeah, you have sorry, no idea. Yeah. So yeah man I mean I I just couldn't imagine, you know, being someone that was, I mean, because my thing with fame, and that was why I never really wanted fame, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to do the work. I always kind of saw fame as a prison. And, like, if you ever talk to, you know, cats that's, like, been that's been in or whatever, you know, they'll say, like, you know, whatever age you are when you go in, you kind of are stuck at that mm. age. And I really feel that uh, fame is the exact same way. I think that whatever,
0: whatever age you become famous. become
1: famous, like when you become, like, that nigga, that's kind of it, because once you become fame is very famous, you you very much kind of become infantilized. You know what I'm saying? You have people always looking out for you, you know, bringing you this that and catering that, to you. Catering to you. And it doesn't really allow much in the realm of just kind of self actualization, you know what I mean? And so, you know, man, I I'm thankful, you know, had I got this opportunity to do T V and do movies and write if I'd have got this shit at twenty one, I would have fucked it all the way up. Because I you, wasn't ready.
0: Let me ask you a question. Going back to when you was 21 and spitting, man, did it take some type of bravery for you to step out that role to even start singing? Uh,
1: it, like, it I don't want to be no singing nigga. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, I don't know if I would say it would take bravery. I mean, because, again, you know, when you talk about hip-hop, um, you know, I was born in 78. I'm 37. So I think that my generation is probably the last generation maybe even pre- You know, maybe like we're right on the cusp but I think we may be the last generation to remember a world without hip hop mm. you know what I'm that's saying that's very important man yeah you know that's what I mean it's
0: very important how much that music before hip hop like we t- want to try to dismiss it but that music nourished us to even step into the shoes of hip hop
1: exactly I mean that was a lot of that stuff kind of made the music, how, man. disco music like real soulful mm-hmm. disco music all that. and that was the stuff i grew up on. And so when hip hop came, it was like, Holy it was shit. ours. Right. Yes. <laughs> we we
0: would nurse off the cats that was older than us, but when hip hop came, this was that our was our music to yeah. show cats what we learned.
1: And there was a clear line. I mean, it was a cl- I mean, I remember clear as day, dude. I remember my uncle taking me to the Fresh Fest. I remember it came to Greensboro Coliseum, and I remember seeing Run-DMC, Fat Boys, and Houdini. And being like, holy shit! What is this I'm seeing? Like, this shit was amazing. I was—I could have been. I was like six, seven years old, but I never forgot that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, man. So for me, in terms of the singing, it was never—it was never anything that we viewed as soft. Yeah, it was no, separa- it was yeah, no it separation. separation. It was Bobby just, Brown was one of us, dude. Right? And Bobby Brown. And you think about it. I mean, think about it. Like how my prerogative went from was one of
0: the illest. Hip hop, non hip hop <laughs> records, <laughs> right. right? With Smooth B from Nice and Smooth writing
1: Bobby Brown's writing rhymes. rhymes. Yeah, I mean, dude, think about it. Like when you talk about Bobby and Raph, I was like, I'll be sure, I'll be sure. He started off as an MC, right. you know what I mean? And even like rated, like I mean, dude, if you think about Raph Trezvant, we I, I was joking with somebody on Twitter the other day. Raph Trezvant, like sensitivity, was like the big single, like that was his hit off that album. The first. Song on Raph Trezvant's solo album, like Sweet Singing Raph Trezvant is a rap song, it's rated R. It's mm-hmm. this nigga rapping for like 20, 30 bars, 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 and so that was something that was unheard of at that time, you know what I mean? But at the time you know, going back to your question, there wasn't really a separation. I just saw it as just music. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think, okay, this is a singing joint. This is a rapping joint. To me it was just music. You know, I grew up singing in the church, you know, in in, in the choir, um, in my grandmother's church. I was forced to go to church <laughs> like I think all kids in the South were. And uh my thing was like, Well look, I really don't wanna be here, so if I gotta be here, let me just find something I wanna Let's do. get it done. So I'ma sing in the choir, so I'll do that. And uh so I just just started singing. So yeah, so for me it wasn't it wasn't really like a fear or anything. It was just something that th- the realization I guess I had to learn to start taking myself seriously. And that was another thing that came from Jazzy Jeff. I keep, you know, mentioning him as just one of my great, you know, mentors. Oh We man. never had
0: Jazzy either. Are you serious? Yeah, and no, yo, not you not. other podcasts.
1: Yeah. I swear to God, if
0: y'all get him before us now, <laughs> I'm coming to your studio. Well, we
2: might have one little issue with that, but
0: you know. <laughs> nah, nah, but... but we, son. We, uh, no, no, Corey's our man. Yeah,
2: he got a podcast.
0: Now. No, no, but that's all right. I he mean, dad, Corey like can have... It, but I, just, I want him next. Hey, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right.
1: Nuts. Corey's, a, oh. <laughs> Corey's a homie, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, Corey's yeah, there. That's What's my nice. man. Shouts to Corey Town. But, but what were you saying, man? But nah, I can... Yeah, I'll holler at Jeff. But no. nah, dude, he was, he was one excuse me, this was uh, during a Little Brother session we were doing and uh, it was a song for his uh, record he was doing on BBE back in like 2006, 2007 and so it was a record I was singing on and I remember recording it and Jeff had, he had to be on a plane somewhere so we literally probably had on like a few hours to get the record done and so I'm just singing it and doing it and so I came in and sat down and he was just like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, what you mean Jeff? He was like, man, that shit is crazy and I was like, where? He was like, no man, like, I've worked with singers. He's like, you sing better than singers. And I was like, whatever. I was like, man, whatever. He was like, nah, he said, and so then the thing he's told me to kind of like, you know, to kind of stop me dead in my tracks. He's like, man, you sound exactly like Jill Scott. He said, when we first started working with Jill, Jill didn't want to sing. Jill just wanted to do poetry mm. And we told her Which like, is so limited You're out of your fucking mind right. Like you Spoken word? Yeah that's all she wanted to do She just wanted to do poetry And he was like I'm sorry I hate that I hate that spoken word I'm sorry I'm, No I'm Dude You
2: want know my haikus? <laughs> like get the fuck out of here It's I'm like either haiku, sing or nigga. rap That's
1: my but haiku like, <laughs> Yeah So when he said that He was just like And you know he told me Another story He was like uh, uh, God it was um, Oh my god uh, Bumpy Knuckles mm. He was Mm. in the studio With Bumpy And he said Bumpy Can sing He he, he could sing Oh sing And he said Like Bump Like did his verse You know he's Being Bumpy Knuckles Then the dude goes And sits down at the roads And like starts playing Mm. And he was like Bump what the fuck Like you And Bump was kind of At the time He was just like Nah man you know I don't really like Niggas know I I do that It's just like dude do you know what you could be doing like how many ballroom brawler niggas you know can play piano <laughs> you know what i'm saying exactly. and create like sweet dulcets <laughs> <or something>. right <laughs> <laughs> so and so you know man so that was one of those things where you know jeffy was one of my my biggest mentors and teachers just again like not to limit yourself and so for me with the singing it was just something that i had to own for myself it's like look you know like i'm gonna really do it you know, for real, Great. and uh, and just kind of own it. And that was a realization. That was a, a process. What do you think
0: about in 2016, post-Drake, not everybody want to be a rapper singer, even the cats, <laughs> especially the cats that can't sing. That can't sing? And they, and they make it sound good, but you, you, yeah, this shit sound hot, but nigga, you can't sing. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, You think man, it's saturated, or you think it's just a, another, it's just the world that we're in right I now? I think
1: it'll be a thing where, you know, it's the world we're in right now, it's the wave that's on right now, but I mean, I definitely think it will be something... I mean, the the cream, quote-unquote, will rise to the top, and the stuff that is faddish, I mean, it will, it will be faddish. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I think in terms of with singing, my whole th- rule in the studio, because, you know, now you can always do all kinds of manipulation and auto-tune. fucking auto-tune, and, oh, you know, you can clean it all up. But my rule of thumb was always that I would never do anything, and I don't tune or do none of that shit, but my thing was always use the technology as a tool, but not as a crutch, right you know what I'm saying so for instance, if there was a thing like there was one singer I was working with where she had recorded some vocals at her crib, and she sang like one part that was like a little off and But the performance was fucking amazing, and I couldn't recreate it and have her sing it over. So it's just like, let's just make this little fix to save the performance. That's regular. But you never want to do things in the studio that you're not going to be able to recreate live, because you're going to get fucking exposed. And so for me, when I see the cats doing that, you know, that use the tune or whatever, my question is just like, where are you going to be 10 years from now? You are very harshly critical. About Kanye's 808s. Yeah, man.
0: Like, you were like, yo, this, that's some cowardice shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, because the thing is, you know. Kanye I hate that could fucking album. To, <laughs> I fucking hate
0: that album to this <laughs> day. I hate that album.
1: I thought it I thought it was, I thought it would have been, I mean, to me, you know. My favorite song on the album was, was Streetlights, right. which is probably one of the ones that has the least amount of tuning on his vocals. Least manipulation. But Right, the least manipulation. And so for me, man, my thing was just always like, look. If you're going to do it, I mean, just do it 100%. Like, do even it. Even if
0: you can't sing, give us that. Give us that. Mary couldn't sing. And look at her neck. She could not well, sing. Yeah. She, she could hold a tune, she but she cry, couldn't. She, she no. Cry sing. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't she's sing. The greatest cry She singer. couldn't sing. And now, you know, she's developed. Into- yeah, she's
1: developed. And the thing was, and, and the thing is, and this is something that I even learned, you know, just from, you know, just watching a lot of the OGs, man, and. And it's so hard. It's so hard to let go of when you're young because you're so insecure. It's so hard to get your head around the concept that those things that you hate about yourself. Your imperfections. That's your what's going to make people love you. Oh, my yeah, God. Imperfections
0: Big, are your perfections. You know, life yeah, after death. Yeah. You know,
2: when you experimenting, that yeah. was dope. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: That's yeah. what makes people, you know, they're drawn to the raw stuff. So if you try to clean it up and just, you know, erase all the humanity out of it. That's why all the stuff, now it all sounds the same. Because there's no, I'm -hmm. like, I I mean, I can't, I literally cannot tell the difference between designer and future. Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't think
0: you're supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're
1: supposed to. You know what I'm
0: saying? Hey, yo, internets. Once again, man, shout out to Bevel, supporting this week's episode of The Combat Jack Show. Bevel is the first and only shaving system created specifically for people with coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. And best of all, the Bevel Shaving System is dermatologist approved. The Bevel Shaving System comes equipped for everything you need to reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. 9 out of 10 customers come back month after month after month to renew their Bevel Subscriptions because they know the Bevel Shaving System works. Up to 80% of black men and women experience razor bumps and up to 30% of all Men and women experience razor bumps. The search is over. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel. Go to getbevel.com and use promo code combat, C-O-M-B-A-T, to get 20% off your first month. Again, go to getbevel.com and use promo code combat to get 20% off the first month of your Bevel subscription. Stop shaving like a fucking punk bitch and shave like a boss. Ladies too. Did Kanye ever respond?
1: Uh, nah, he never responded. I mean, I, you know, I haven't, I personally haven't seen Kanye since probably about, good God, since 04, I right. want to say. I haven't seen him in years. But so. it's
0: crazy how many people you've influenced. I mean, you've influenced Drake. Drake has been very vocal in saying that you've influenced him. Absolutely. Um, Kendrick Lamar, uh, J. Cole, and even Kanye. How does it feel that, like, you know, your DNA is in, like, this new school uh, of cats that run the game?
1: man i think for me it's it's a blessing because you know again i was a person that never really wanted to be king I always wanted to be a king maker mm. yeah you know i mean like i never wanted to be in the spotlight um i never that was just something you know I'm, I'm just a firm believer that god puts you where you're supposed to be and uh i was you know me being the type of person that has to be on all the time like that's just not me. Like, how's it feel,
0: though, now that you are in the spotlight more and more?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, again, right. it's good now because I'm at a point where I can handle it. You know mean, I mean? I'm, you know, I'm older now, and I have more—I'm grounded, you know what I'm saying, with, what with was, my family what, what and was, everything. What was your fear? Man, I think—what was the fear? The fear of being in the spotlight. I guess the fear— you didn't was smoke just, weed, so it wasn't like you would get paranoid. Nah, I didn't. Nah, I wasn't paranoid. That's that, that's that shit. Like. <laughs> I guess the fear was just always is like, man, you know, you can never become unfamous. Like, fame is a lifetime it's a drug. It's a lifetime drug, and it's a lifetime. It's the devil's handshake. Yes. You know? Like, you can never, once you are famous for something, you can never become anonymous again. You know? And that was something that I just always... You know, I I always wondered, like, man, I, there's certain things in my life that I'm not willing to give up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If I want to get up and go to the Harris Teeter around the corner from my crib and get fucking ice cream at three in the morning in my, you know, my sweatpants and like flip flops or whatever, I want to be able to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Without TMZ, TMZ exclusive, Pontigolo. at the Hagen dazs This nigga got some (laughs) butter pecan. Look at this nigga. Like, I (laughs) didn't leave a tip. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's like just those moments of your life, just those kind of precious moments, you know, just being able to just be out with my lady and my kids, just at the park, you know what I mean? Just... Chilling. Those
0: are things that I never wanted to give up. Yo, it's so funny, man. Going back to Jazzy Jeff, I had a long conversation with Corey, his son, in ah, Okay. And Corey, when he was growing up, was like, "Yo, look at Uncle Will and and, mm. and, and Jaden, and we want that lifestyle." Mm. And 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 he, I, I can't, par- I can't paraphrase par- paraphrase it well enough. But he was like, his father's like, well, "Wait till Uncle Will comes to town with Jaden, and we'll see how it is." So, the story is Will came to Philly with with, 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 with Jaden, mm-hmm. and they were just mobbed up. Like everywhere they went, they were mobbed up. And then when they went to leave, Jeff was like, yo, you want to get some sneakers? And Corey was like, sure. And he was like, look, we're not being mobbed mm-hmm. up.
1: We can go buy sneakers that, in peace. I mean, I
0: mean, people recognize Jeff for the legend that he is, but they weren't. It was it was a free existence.
1: And, that's, and, that, and for me, it's kind of been that same way. When I go out, I mean, people will recognize me, but it's not this thing of just celebrity, like, oh my god, oh my god. It's more so just a show of respect, like, look, man, love your music, respect your work, you know, just, and that's it. And that, for me, is just always something that, uh, that was all I ever wanted to be known for. I, I never, just respect me for what I do and for the work that I put in, and, you know, show me love, I show you love back, and, and that's it. Just, just keep it real simple. You once said that
0: you don't rap when you don't have anything to rap about, mm-hmm. or you don't sing when you don't have anything to sing about? Is that is that still, does that still, like now if somebody pays you to sing a rap, do you have to break that rule or it's just like, I can't do uh, it?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, in particular, like that, that K Trinata record. The Kay Trinata record. Yes. record How'd that one come about, many. man? Oh my God, man. My, my like
0: it's a, it's a tie between the K Trinata 99.9. Yeah. And uh, uh, Malibu. Malibu. Anderson, Anderson, Park. Anderson
1: Park. Yeah, big ups to him, man. Shout out to that brother. uh Yeah, man, K he was a dude, it it was on Twitter and I, I can't remember the guy but it was some guy on Twitter was like hey Fontigalo and Kachena should work together and i had isn't, been up on Kachena for a while Is
0: Twitter just magical like that?
1: Man, if you use it the right way. You use it has right led way. to so many checks dude. Yes, it's, if you yes. if you really know how to use it. Yes, yes. It. So dude, so he, I don't understand
0: how motherfuckers just be miserable on Twitter brother like i said if you on twitter and you mad just don't listen to the show no more my, my <laughs> save that shit <laughs> save Keep that. that cancerous shit the yes, fuck away from yes. me yes
1: yeah dude yeah so someone put us in a tweet and i knew who he was but i didn't think i mean he's a younger guy i didn't really think he was up on it. and so he hit immediately like yeah let's do it i was like oh shit Did he hit you back yeah he hit me back like oh yeah i was like okay so i, I shot him the nigga was a recluse yeah dude he hit me back and so he hit me back and i was just like okay and so we started, he sent me tracks and I mean, the dude sent me, the nigga sent me like probably like damn 50, 60 damn <laughs> tracks. And so, um, he was just like, time, time went on, time went on, we stayed in touch and finally he hit me, he was just like, so, are you really gonna do this album, do this song for my album? And, I said look man Was I he know- being
0: like impatient or
1: No he wasn't impatient He was very patient right. But just I was touring I yep. had other shit going on So I, it just kind of kept good Bush's aside. So I said look man When do you need it by And he was like Man if you could get it to me You know within the next week Or whatever I said man Give me 24 hours And I did it And sent it to what, him. What's the name of the record One Too Many
0: One Too Many It's so funny Because I've been playing that record All summer Thank I you, didn't man. know it was you Oh wow! And the well, that's reason, even. And it, it wasn't until I started doing the research I was like, "Oh, my niggas on my niggas album." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that. that, that that's that, dope. Oh, oh, that, that's. amazing, man. That's because you, know, I you know,
0: in this digital age, man, you just throw that shit in, and you just I don't no you, liner or no, no see, line. Nah, nothing. nah, and I'm always driving. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, nah, that's that's amazing, man. The fact, yeah. you know, me was still jamming. That's dope. Yeah, but uh, but nah, so that was how it came about. So for me, I mean, in terms of, I mean, look, you know, this is a business. I got a mortgage just like you got a mortgage, right? So there are some times where you do just have to do that thing, you know, to make your bread. It's like, okay, well, you know, I got to do it. And so, and and those are things that you just have to do. You know, you have to take jobs and you just do that job. Um, For myself, one thing I've learned about me in terms of music, like, to me, it's more fun to do things for other people than it is to do things for myself on the solo tip. I I don't I don't know where it comes from. I like the feeling of like adding to someone else's thing, but for myself, you know, it was just something that I could just really kind of take a leave. You know what I mean? You
0: know, you so you, you you're gifted with that that sense of. I just interviewed uh, Snoop for my show on Serious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, shameless plug, you know, <laughs> backstory with Combat Jack on. You no know, backspin channel forty three, Saturdays at three p.m. But anyway, yes, You know, I asked Snoop man. I was like, yo, you know, how can you be a crip, but Bloods fuck with you? you know I'm saying, really? how could you do a movie with, uh, you know, porn movie with Hustler, <laughs> but Lee Ayakoka fucks with you? Right. You know I'm saying, how is it that, um, you have, you know, you're an advocate. Marijuana, but even like conservatives, like fuck with. They you. fuck with Snoop. You know I mean, you 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 allegedly pop niggas <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> allegedly, you know right? <laughs> allegedly, but niggas <laughs> fuck with you. you know what I'm saying, and and he was like he what he said, and I hear this often, man. Is he said when he worked with Dre, mm-hmm. you know, regardless where his mindset was, he came to the studio with the spirit of being of service to Dre, mm. and 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 as that manifested into greater success. He's like, I got to come from a place of service. And I think that's that what you're That is so saying, real.
1: Right. That is so real, man. Not you what know. I
0: could get out of it, but what can I give? What can I give?
1: Friend? Oh, my God, man. That's so on point. I mean, I remember doing. I'm too and, and again, I got to get to that point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not at yo, that point yet. Yo, brother, I'll be serious. I mean, even to the point where there has been records I've turned down, mm. like money I've turned away because I didn't think there was anything I could add to it. I mean, there were there have been projects that projects that have come to me, and they're like, okay, we want you on this, want you do this, and I listen to it. I'm just like, dude, I think you guys got it. You know, I mean, I I mean, I could gladly take your money, but I mean, if you want me to be honest with it. I think you got it locked. I don't really think you you need me. So even turning away, that
0: money was of service.
1: Yeah, it was because, I mean, my thing is just like, I never wanted to, you always want to add value, you know? That was my thing. I just want to add value. So if I didn't think that what I was doing would add value to it, then I just didn't do it. And, you know, that's, you know, before we were off air, me and King, we were talking about my solo project. And, you know, the thing with me with, with solo records and, uh, God, this all kind of comes full circle with the conversation I had with Daylot the other day. So my thing was at the time where music now, there's so much noise. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone is fucking making shit right now. You know what I mean? Everyone. And I never want to be that guy that added to the noise. You know what I mean? I I never want to be the guy that's just, if everybody's mixtape, 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 album, mixtape, single, featured, mixtape, whatever, I would just always just be the guy to just be like, eh, whatever. And- I was kind of challenged on that thought by by Dela, Um the other day. Um, they were talking about the new record, the Anonymous Nobody record, and the intro. I, I like that record, by the way. Yeah, man, it's the, real subtle. Very, it's not for,
0: it's not for everybody. It charted number one. They charted number one. Those. I think
1: that's their first number one. Yeah. I think. You know what I mean, and In,
0: and In, and, and and they got Young Thug. Under pressure, rhyming like, I mean, not Young, not young Thug, Two Chains. Two Chains. Two chain, yeah, they got
1: yo, Chains rhyming. Chains, no. Chains can rhyme. I know. I did a record with Chains back in like old oh, shit. Well, he was Titty Boy. Titty Boy. <laughs> but, dude, and so what they challenged me on, you know, because the intro is Jill Scott talking and she's, you know, talking about hip hop. And it's just like, you know, the time, I'm paraphrasing, but she's saying, you know, the time when a thing is at its lowest point, that's the time to love it the most. You know what I'm saying? The time when a thing is just totally just hoard out and fucking almost dead yeah almost dead like that's when it needs it the most and so that really kind of resonated with me you know what i mean i always kind of was the guy that was just you know i never wanted again i never wanted to contribute to the noise but hearing that made me think it's like well man maybe it is time for me maybe maybe i should you know contribute something so yes. we'll see how it goes i mean next year i mean it's still something that i want to do but um with all this this TV and and uh, stuff that's happening, I mean, shit, I gotta do what makes sense first.
0: You got any ideas what direction you want to take your solo album?
1: Uh, man, I I probably won't know action till I start doing it, right. and that's kind of the most exciting thing about it. You know, you sit down in one direction, and then you know the music just takes you right. like somewhere else, and right. at the end you look and it's like, fuck, I didn't see this coming, and uh, that's been a, a a great thing about creating. So next year, I mean I definitely want to get it done. Um but You know a lot you feel because
0: a lot of your fans have been like, Where's this fucking album?
1: Nah, I don't I don't feel pressure on it. I, I well, here's the thing. No fan could ever pressure me more than I pressure myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh you know, King, you know what I mean? King was talking offline, he was like, Yeah, man, so I'm sure you got a lot of records that you could just fish I said, Nah, actually I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like when I go, I mean, heaven forbid, you know, whenever I leave, you know, this earth, there won't be, like, the Fonte vaults the vault, yeah, of 500 songs. He never... <laughs> I was never that guy. Because, again, I, we, I never recorded just to record. You know what I'm saying? My thing was just always, well, if I have a great idea and I think I'm just going to do it and put it down and I think this is worth something, then I'll do it. I just never wanted to waste people's time. You know what I'm saying? I If I, if I didn't feel like I could give my best, then you know I mean people y'all got millions of other options y'all could listen to like why would y'all why would I ask you to take time out of your day to listen to some shit that I'm not even fully convinced of myself so for me the process is just a lot it does take a lot longer and I, I can be kind of overly critical of myself because i should. sure yeah I just like man I just don't want right. to I just don't I just don't want to waste our time, right, man. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like, not nah, waste our time, though, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Drop get, a couple of joints, <laughs> man. You
2: get a return of Percy Miracles.
1: Or <laughs> Yo, honestly, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, there may be something uh brewing, uh, mm. with with Percy on the animated tip. No. Mm. So, because that was always my thing, like with that character, uh, <laughs> it it was something I enjoyed doing. I mean, I love. And this is even something that we talk about on, like, the shows I'm working on now. Like, me and Prince Paul, we had this discussion, you know. That's another. His, he's done. He's, he's, he's done. Yeah I, I, yeah, I gotta check this out. Dude, Paul is a, a mad fucking he's scientist. He's V-rap genius. Oh, my God. So, dude, he is just, we were having this conversation the other day, and it was just like, man, I love making like comedy shit like i I mean, I absolutely love it, but I think the problem with hip hop now is that you know, and I've always said this, I mean shit it's been for like the past ten years, you know, you can't parody a music that so often parodies itself, you know what I mean, so it's like as much as I would love to do something like Percy Miracles, you know, it was something that. Compared to the other music that was on the radio at that time, some great shit. Yeah, Percy actually sounded halfway fucking reasonable. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, it was a character I always like doing, but I was like, I need something to put. I need a barrier between me and the character. And you so need that's a where, the,
0: where it fits. It, and it, that's where that's where the animated right. thing came. in
1: So there that's may dope, be something that, that's, that's coming with that.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, you said once that your greatest writing experience um, was working on the project Authenticity.
1: Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, because you said you were going through some shit.
1: Yeah. What were you going through, man? Oh my god, authenticity. That was a record. Uh, authenticity and charity starts at home. My solo album. They were kind of bookends. One was kind of written at like the beginning of my divorce, and then the other one kind of came like right as things were ending uh, through my my first marriage. And uh, you married again? I'm not married now. Okay. I will be. I have a lady in my life. We're we're planning to get married, but you know, not like tomorrow. But it's something we're definitely going to do. And, uh, divorce
0: is some crazy shit, huh?
1: Man, let me tell you something, brother. I would tell niggas all the time, man, divorce like next to death. Because I experienced, oh my God. Cause I experienced death this year too. This has been an amazing year. My um my father, well, crazy. This was <sighs> shit, man. This is like three weeks ago. My my grandfather, uh, he passed, my dad's dad, he passed on like a right? Wednesday. Thank right. you, brother. He passed on a Wednesday, and I was in Chicago uh doing shows with Eric. And then I got a call Friday morning, they was like, look, your dad, he coded, he was out for like 15 minutes, what do you want to do? And me and my brother, we, he, my dad never married, so it was me and uh, me and my brother, we're like the oldest, He's, we call ourselves Hood Twins, we're six months apart. <laughs> so, you know, so they were like, what do you want to do? And we was like, look, man, I don't think he would want to live like this, you know, he, he wouldn't want people looking down on him. So, you know, they took him off his uh, medication and stuff and he passed Sunday morning, so Last week, I had to bury them both, and then I had to get on the plane and come up here and shoot my stuff for the breaks like four in the morning. So it's been a crazy time. But, you know, divorce... uh, like Not
0: to take anything away, (laughs) but when somebody dies, they're dead, and you could live with a memory... But divorce is just slow
1: Brother. dying yeah it's a slow process. It, and it's and it's a, it's a process and it's something that you know because <sighs> cause here's the thing like and this is why I tell people you know what I'm saying Div- you have to treat divorce like a death and the reason why you have to treat it like a death is because you're witnessing the death of an idea it's the death of a dream So what that does to you is you say, okay, well, if I stood in front of all these people and pledged my loyalty, my love, whatever, and said this is going to be forever and it turned out to not be forever, then what else is not for forever? Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, it makes you question everything, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it can really if you're not careful, it can really harden you as a person. And so for me, that process of writing Authenticity, uh, the third Foreign Exchange album, you know, it was just really a thing of just putting all that stuff out you know when it said and the ironic thing about it was that i played it for my wife at the time and right. she was like i love this album really because she was like it's honest it's you, you so know there, I mean? it wasn't it wasn't bitter oh it was very that my divorce yes oh my god my divorce dude that shit listen brother look man we, look, about look it, man, man look man we on the comeback <laughs> jack show my nigga it's oh, oh wow okay okay all right okay Look, we on the Combat Jack show, brother. We, this, this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Internets. Internets. <laughs> look, man. Look, man. This is the thing, okay? My idea, my my idea, and you're looking very interested right now. <laughs> like you're, she's like, I'm listening to this shit. Man, so I believe that there's no such thing as an amicable divorce. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. I don't no, think no, there's just. such thing as an amicable divorce because – there's always one party that wants it a little bit less than the other party. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I tell all, I got a couple homies that's going through it right now. I'm like, look, in a divorce, there's always two parties. There's one party that wants to get free, and there's one party that wants to get even. Hmm. Damn. Know who you are. Recognize which one you are Early. Did, 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 did a
0: therapist tell you this or what?
1: Nah, this is just something I just... You assess. Oh, oh, on my own, right. you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, f-
0: so for me... What I've heard is the two parties are... There's one party that wants to live and there's one party that wants to kill you.
1: Well, same, no, same thing. No <laughs> to kill <is> even.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> Right, right. No, which, know who you are. also wants control. Even wants
1: after con- the fact. After the fact. Oh, my God. So, man, so for me, it was... It was very... It, it became bitter. I think it was... Which one were you, man? I was the guy that just wanted to get free. And so, for me, what I learned was, you know, because again, I was just a dude, I'm just like, look, man, just fucking, as men, I think a lot of times men with that Kegel, like, but it's like, we're just the guys that's like, look, man, whatever we want to do, I'll give you whatever, we gotta, you know, just, I'll give you whatever, it peace. don't even matter. I just want peace. <laughs> that is our number one thing. We want peace. So, and this is what, from attorney, he was like, listen, that is the worst thing you could do. He's like, because when you say, I'll give you everything, I'll give you anything, you have nothing left to trade with. So, when you, you know, when you tell a person, oh, I'll give you whatever, where do you go from there? You have You have have no leverage. No leverage whatsoever. And so I was like, fuck, that's so real. So, that was the, I had to kind of had to clean up some stuff with that. So, for me, man, the hardest part I guess, was just, um, I guess it was, it was just relearning. And this is something that I tell, you know, brothers that's going through it. I mean, it applies, you know, to women as well. But I speak, you no know, specifically the cats that, you know, hit me up and just want to talk about shit. You know, I don't charge niggas no money. <laughs> I just, I'm just that <laughs> ear. I'm just like, whatever, you want to rap, let's rap. And the thing that I always tell people is that, you know, a divorce is very much like, you, you're going to have to take that time to learn how to walk again. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I think a lot of brothers make the mistake of jumping into something immediately after it ends.
0: Because and they I, got so comfortable with what was there.
1: They got so comfortable with what was there. And also, you know, and this is, you know, I had, this was actually a therapist. He, he put me, he dropped this jewel on He was like, because I was like, man, why do people do that? Like, if they know the shit don't work, you know, I, I did it. I mean, how the fuck does it work? He said, well, man, it was like this. He was like, look, he's like, if you got married in 2005 and you divorced in 2012, your marriage didn't get bad in 2012. Your shit really got bad probably around 2009, 2010. Yeah. So that's essentially 3 years that you've been alone. <laughs> so you've been alone for 3 years. So once so stay you stay alone till s- you till you get comfortable. Till you get com- you got to you got to sit in that feeling and that shit is uncomfortable. So it's uncomfortable, so right? what happens is when you get out of it, you get out of it and you say, "Oh wow, you meet this person and you think, "Oh my god, this is so new because you're feeling that feeling again that you missed you're feeling that reconnection
0: familiarity that familiarity that, that, of just, that, that that longing for that intimacy
1: that into oh my God brother, you preaching right now, mm. and it's just like you you want to reconnect with that, but the danger in that and this is what I tell brothers to hit me up, you know what I'm saying, dude, get your house in order, you know what I'm saying I'm a firm believer i'm very I'm very uh traditional in a lot of ways in my views and that I believe that the man is the head and what i mean by that you know what i'm saying it's not that you know the man is the ruler it's not bitch you do whatever i say it's not that what i mean is that as men we have to set the example you know what i'm saying like we have to set the example and your woman is going to follow that example so brother take me up all the time i'm like look dude whatever it is you know what i'm saying whatever you tell your lady that it's going to be that's what it's going to be. If you tell her, "Hey, baby, it's just me and you. I'm it's just me and you. If we monogamous, one man, one woman." It'll be that. If you tell her, "Hey, you know, I like I enjoy the company of other women whatever." It'll be that. that. Yeah. But but you have but to do that. For you got to be that. And you yeah. got to and, and and no matter what it is that you say you are, she's going to fucking test you to see if you really about what you say you about. Right. So if you the nigga that's, "Ah, man, I'm an open relationship or whatever." whatever she gonna get open too. When she would, Leroy, he'd be like, hey. "Right." So, how you gonna handle that when she get open? You know what I mean? And if you can handle it, handle it. But you gotta be about what you say you about. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is just like, dude. I mean, what I just tell brothers, you know, again, you know, get your house in order. And I've and also on the on the female side, the the, the woman side, you know, I wrote a song about it on the new Tiglero album called "Waiting for You," where. I had so many I swear man Like last year I had like At least like Three or four of my Female friends hitting me And they was just like Oh I met this guy And he's great I'm like fantastic That's great I'm like okay So how is it It's like yeah It's going real good And then you know Things get kind of quiet And I'm like okay So then like Four or five months later I see just a bunch of Fucking Tony Gass's Quotes on Instagram <laughs> And I'm like Okay I'm like so something Happened clearly yeah. So then I'm hitting them I'm like okay What happened We broke up well, you know, well, he was going through some stuff with his, ex-wife. his ex wife. His this nigga was married. Well, yeah, he was in the middle of uh, God. I'm like, ah, oh, no, don't run, don't do it. Like, he's not ready. Those are the worst either. niggas. The worst niggas. The wor- like, look, ladies, to, to all the ladies that listen <laughs> tell, to tell, this tell show. all the ladies. Oh my God, ladies, <laughs> stay if you, away from the I tell you this because I I love y'all, man. You know, what I'm saying I really do. Listen, a man who is divorced, I tell you, look, write this shit down. A guy who is divorced, okay, if you, I would not, I seriously would not date a man if you're looking for something serious, you know, if you just want to have some fun, get your shit off, whatever, cool. But if you're looking looking for something serious, date some fun niggas. (laughs) If you are looking for the fun nigga, if you just looking for just the nigga that take you to Red Lops and y'all just eat cheddar biscuits and like, you know, fuck afterwards or whatever, cool, get you (laughs) a a divorced or in-process divorced nigga or whatever. But if you're looking for something substantial... Ladies, I say this with all the love of my heart, run, fucking run. Because here's the things that are at play. One, he's still processing what he's going through. You you very much have to treat divorce, it's it's like PTSD. You know it what I is mean?
0: PS, PTSD.
1: You you got to treat it like a traumatic, it's trauma. It's, it's trauma. And the thing is, the minute he sees anything in you that reminds, reminds him of her. his old yeah. shit, that nigga it's is gone you're up. dead yo you're dead to and it's me. so unfair and so, it's so unfair to you so you so, think it's a
2: grace period
1: i would say the grace period i'd say my number is like 12 to 18 months okay that's i would say give it at least a year just to kind of <clears throat> to relearn yourself I mean seriously dude It's like relearning How to walk again You gotta learn Cause if you were with a person For all these years That was your life yes. And so now I'm away from this person So now I gotta figure out What is my life Outside of this What does my new life Look Who like Who am I Who am I Oh my god This is Brother, I mean, you you spelling the truth right now.
2: You know, that's some deep shit. So man. that's
1: so that's why I say yeah. Like, ladies, don't if you're looking for a serious relationship, a guy that's like, I don't care. Oh, I'm separated. Up, um, like, dude, no. Like, just don't do it. Save yourself. <laughs> we know somebody the fucking time. Don't do it. Got divorced,
2: and she transitioned into another relationship right during the divorce mm-hmm. and thereafter. So she never had a break. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just.
1: Yeah, Crazy. I can't I can't I mean again I can't speak to women. Did you communicate with your ex? Yeah, me and my ex like, we're great now. Oh, girl, I, girl. now that did you shit think that was, was possible? Brother, I did not. I did not. <laughs> there was a period when me and her didn't talk for like shit. Man, we didn't talk for like it was like close to two years. Like I strictly had her hit me up via email. I was like, look, we just put everything in writing. Don't call me mm. for like two years. And so now we're at a point. Where we're like good, you know what I'm saying. So to any brothers that's out there going through, it, I will say it, it does get better. You know what I'm saying. Well, fuck, it all knows it gets better. You get better. You get better. You know what I mean. You get better at it. You know what I mean. So now, like, we're cool. Now we're we're good, and 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 it really shows up. You know, with with my sons, like they see that. You know what I mean. So we're cool now. It's all good now. We're we're cool, but uh, but it was a process, brother, and it definitely um, it will it teaches you a lot about yourself, and. Uh, Definitely is uh, one of the biggest tests that you will that you will go through. So getting from that period of like, you know what, I'll never fucking marry again, to like finding someone and saying, you know what, I can give this another shot because I know what I'm in it for now, and I know who I am now. And that's the thing, man. You know, when you when you marry young, and I was 26 the first time I got married. Ooh. I was 26, dude. And this was right around the time we was about to sign. You don't know.
0: Your, your frontal lobe is not developed <laughs> right. until you're 27. Yeah, we still crashing rental cars <laughs> and shit, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> brother, I was young, man. I was so, I, I, you know, you, you don't really know who you are. And I think as, as men, and, you know, I can only speak, you know. Man, as, when, when I see parents. young
0: brothers so happy at twenty I'm about to get married.
1: No. Man, no. Nah. I'd be like, no, yo, you... No. I think there's only two ways that you can... The one way you can do that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the whole... You know, this the, the same from Sons of Anarchy where, uh, where Jax is like, he's like, there's only two ways an old lady makes it out. He's like, either you tell her nothing or you tell her everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of like what they with, with marriage with men. I think if you're going to be the guy that gets married at 21... You just be that square guy, like you be Steph Curry, and you just ride that train out. Because once you get a taste of something else, nigga, it's hard it's to go back. Oh, I need a bigger
0: rapture. It's,
1: it's hard to go back to that <laughs> one. It's, so don't, it's like you say, the best way to stop smoking is to never start. Nigga, don't. If you're going to walk that path, stay on it. Because once you get off and get a, t- nigga, yeah, nigga. that is a very hard uh, habit. An expensive habit hmm. To break Fonte What's up man I don't want you to leave man Brother we can keep going It's whatever I don't whatever. want you to leave, man <laughs> <laughs> We uh, <laughs> I see you got nose and shit We I mean, we, no, get, we, we, we going
0: to we, we wind this down But I okay, don't want you, I'm just telling you I don't crazy. want you to leave man um, You had a, a Series of tweets A couple of years ago Okay That I read in the publication Okay And you know You just mentioned, mentioned Sons of Anarchy And just reminded me Of, of the, these series Oh the tweets, tweets Right right Where you compared um, TV shows the television shows To rappers. Okay. I want to talk about this. The Wire is Jay-Z. Okay. Why?
1: The Wire is Jay-Z because, man, Jay-Z is, I mean, to me, he's the greatest of all time. Yes. I mean, that's just. I I agree with you. You know, um, he's the greatest of all time. If we're talking in terms of influence, if we're talking just, you know, just the body of work that he's amassed over the years and just, you know, how... I mean, dude, he's been, you know, fucking in the zone for the past 20 fucking years, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like he... Even when he had his quote-unquote down periods, his down periods were event, periods... Eventful. Were eventful. Like, he, his down periods were periods that the average rapper would fucking kill to have. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, to me, he's the greatest. And to me, The Wire was uh definitely, like, the greatest of of all the greatest television show of all time to add to that metaphor i would say rakim is the sopranos right you have that yes oh i did say that yeah, shit i can't rakim, remember yeah, right. yeah rakim he's the sopranos like he's the one that like set the standard and he's the one that everyone he's the shoulders that everyone else is standing on
0: he's he's the next level foundation he's the foundation so- sopranos was the next level television that we're now all
1: Enjoying, we're all enjoying, but all because of what the Sopranos laid like down. Absolutely, Breaking Bad is Nas. Breaking Bad is Nas. Breaking Bad is Nas because I would say, although Jay Z is the greatest of all time, I think he's the greatest. Nas is probably my personal favorite. You know what I'm saying? If you put on "Impeach the President," if you put on just a break beat and ask me, who would I rather hear spit on this at any given moment in time? Nas is going to get my money all day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jay would kill it, of course, but Nas is just, for what I like in an MC, Nas is going to be my choice. So I think that, you know, back the analogy, I think that The Wire was a great television show, and it was just, you know, classic, you know, for what it was. Breaking Bad was my favorite I'm glad show.
0: you say that, man, because I've had this argument on Twitter. I didn't say it the same way, but my favorite is breaking bad not to take away from the wire so mm-hmm. me being like uh, emotional it's like the breaking bad is greater than The wire to me
1: right to it's, me yes yes subjectively. yeah so that was so that was my thing uh yeah breaking bad was just i mean god man, like that walter shit, it never it what went, it it never went down like it just kept escalating and till the end till the end as i love that show
0: how to make it America america's
1: biggie <laughs> I think America's Biggie. Um, I think that that was a show where you know, much like Biggie, I think it got cut short at right as it was second trying season, to find huh? his voice. Second season, you know, wow. second season, you know, second album. Biggie had second season, second album, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I I think it's uh a shame, you know, when Biggie got killed. Like he was someone that I think was really just kind of starting to find his voice. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know. For, for life in a career to get cut short like that is really tragic. And uh, you know, I, with that show, uh, the first season I was just kind of like, okay, this is cool. But the second season I was like, oh wow, okay, I see y'all going somewhere. Y'all raise the stakes a little bit, and then it was just Boom. over. Wow. So lost is Kanye. Like <laughs> a lost you, Kanye. You said that. Fuck. I'm trying. To, okay. Well. Adventurous. It was adventurous and. There were parts Wild of it that <laughs> made no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> right. But you're going to tune the fuck in. And that's, if nothing else, I can say about Kanye. Kanye, he, no matter what he does, he is probably the best example of a celebrity and what that encompasses. A rap celebrity. A rap celebrity. He know, I mean, just a pop celebrity, period. He knows how to keep you tuned the fuck in. And if nothing else, I can... Uh, you know, I can just respect him for that because that takes a certain it takes a certain kind of personality to handle that shit, man. And, you know, what I mean, and that is something. And I've always told people, man, like with, when people say it's the old Kanye or whatever, like I, I like how he did it on his album. People like I miss the old Kanye. I miss the new whatever. But Duke, even that is some lost shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, and he's been like that. Like he's been like he's been that guy. I mean, when we first met back then, he was the same guy. He's just he's just at a point now where he is able to be him on a bigger stage with a lot more fucking like, money. Because we him.
0: both knew him before. Kanye has never changed. He has not changed. Two, I the two people, the three people, I can say in this industry personally that I've met that have never changed is Damon Dash. Kanye and 50. They've wow. Never, they've okay. never changed.
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, so yeah, Kanye, yeah, definitely lost. It's just like this big, crazy story that goes off in these weird fucking directions. And like there was a smoke monster. I guess that was the 808's album. That was the smoke <laughs> the monster. Smoke monster. Yeah, it was just like, what the fuck? What was this? the time machine? What was the time Yeah, they had it, the time I, machine. It just went all over the fucking place. The sh- the, sh- the, sh- the shag. Yeah, that was Yeah, <laughs> all of that shit. Uh, the Simpsons is the roots. Man, it's an American institution. It's American Institution. It is, you know, something that, you know, when you think of a television show lasting for 20 years, I mean, first off, I mean, the only shows I know that last that long are soap operas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Simpsons being an animated show lasting for all this time. And I think right now, I mean, I think South Park is coming up on 22. Because right. 20, they came out in 97. I remember that was my freshman year in school. So they're getting there. But, uh, yeah, man, The Roots... Is uh, you know they're an institution. You know I I worked, you know I'm blessed to work with Questlove on Questlove Supreme, uh, only on Pandora. Is a plug. Uh, <laughs> then, plug it, um, man. Plug it. Yeah, man. He uh, I'm blessed to work with him and uh, on uh, his uh, radio show for Pandora, Questlove Supreme, and um, you know man, it's just so crazy like to talk to people and see you know success like everybody's chasing something you know what i mean so i look at somebody like Quest Love and that to me is life goals i'm mm-hmm. like nigga i want to be like you when i grow up but he's looking at something else and the person that person is looking at something else you know what i mean it's never there's never a place of being content everyone's always like kind of chasing something but uh but i think with with the roots for them to go from you know not being recognized, almost getting dropped by their label 20 years ago. Y'all ain't
0: serious. Y'all a rap band. Y'all, right. are, y'all are a
1: cartoon. Right. To now being the house band on The Tonight Show. Mm. I mean, dude, again, the power of hip hop. Who would have guessed, again, something that no one thought was going to last past fucking five minutes? 30 years later, the band of The Tonight Show is the fucking roots. That's, dude, that's amazing. It's crazy. Mad Men is Eminem (laughs) yeah uh, existential white angst Um, I I can't first of all again I think Eminem is probably like just a you know is a monster. I've never. I unfortunately I haven't had a chance to meet him. yet I've worked with a lot of people in that circle. Me and Danon Porter have done work.
2: My favorite record, Impatient, by the way. Oh man, thank you that so much, shit brother. Was my fucking therapy for my situation.
1: That's not the start. <laughs> oh wow, man, yeah, thank you, brother, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah man, Denon, uh my man, uh, of course, uh, Royce the Five Nine. That's uh, my brother. You know, big ups to him. But uh, me and M have never had a chance like to work together or meet each other. But uh, but yeah, I compared it to Batman. It was definitely. Uh, <laughs> It, it, it For that show... Um, great show. Great show, but definitely kind of one note. It definitely is like... After a while, it's like, okay, man, I can't feel sorry for rich white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how bad is it really? Yeah, yeah. You're rich and you're white. You know what I mean? So that was kind of like with the, the M thing. It was like he is... I mean technically Eminem is oh, I mean technically, fucking brilliant. I mean he's off the he drugs. is the, the fucking chariot, but <laughs> it definitely uh um, I was like ah, right. <laughs> <You> <laughs> but, but it you definitely mom you
0: want to kill Cam. Right right right. Um, you on drugs you are off drugs. But yeah.
1: you know what man, I had a new I had a newfound respect for him and it was in uh from one of my friends. Uh this is uh, god this was like a couple years ago. This is maybe like 2012 or so. Uh friend of mine she was she's a recovering alcoholic and she's been clean now I guess it's been She's gone like Eight years or whatever But you know She's a big hip hop head And we were talking And she was like You know I love that M record And I was just like I said I hear you I said M is brilliant I said but I really haven't Really jammed the M records Probably since Marshmallow's LP mm-hmm. You know but, You know I, I can, It's joints here and there I fuck with Verses but You know I, I said I, His music It just doesn't connect With me anymore And she was like That relapse record mm-hmm. She was like That captures no recovery Recovery. she was like that She's like in terms of what it is like to be a recovering addict. That spoke she her. said that. She said that nigga like got it down right. note for fucking note. Right. And that made me listen to it a new life I never thought of it in that way. Right. But she, you know, that gave me a new appreciation for him. I'm like, "Wow, that is that is dope." And even with Royce, you know what I'm saying, with yes. him yes. like being sober now. Right. You know, me and him we check in on each other like, "Yo, brother, how you doing? How you holding up?" So, I can appreciate. I got, I got two more for you. Who? Oz is 50 cent. <laughs> Oz was cent man Oz was Oh, I could not watch Oz That shit was so Oz, gully that was, that was a prison joint, right? That was a prison joint that HBO, was, HBO yeah. That was one of their first kind of You know, where they really Really started going in Yeah, Oz was one of those things, man Where it was When it first started out Oz was so fucking raw. And it graphic was like gra- just- very graphic for that time.
0: Scary. I couldn't watch it, man. I was like, this shit is just too much trauma. Guys. Yeah,
1: it was like scared straight for adults. Yeah. It's like, nigga, if you go to prison for anything, you're going to be fucked in the ass and like and by the go- Nazis. Yeah, by the Nazis. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yo, this is like, I'm paying every fucking traffic ticket I ever had in my <laughs> life. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so, yeah, dude. So, in the beginning, it was very gritty. You know what I'm saying? As time went on, Oz kind of became... Uh, I want to say a, a, the, the niggas for life analogy, kind of a caricature, but it's kind of very cliche. It it really, I mean, they jumped the shark a couple of things. Like it was that one season where they had the fucking aging pill. Like it was the dumbest shit ever. It was like, okay, there was like this experimental drug this company had made. And so they were saying, okay, well, rather than serve out your time. So if you, if you got 10 years to do, Take this pill and that H- will H- age you ten years, and you can get out. Holy fuck! And like the pill ended up killing like eight niggas, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> the shit, you know, it was whatever. But it was the, it was just, it was they, they totally jumped the shark. So for me, with with fifty, I think watching his career, because I mean, we came out, you know, the little brother came out around the same time yes. as Get Richard or mm-hmm. Trying, so that was just an amazing thing to see. And I think you know when he came out, it was just like oh, the, shit.
0: the oh my god, he and
1: was, nobody
0: spoke realer. Then, nah. then, then get rich or die trying man
1: right. he was the fucking dude and so as time went on i think we kind of saw with the uh with the um like with the whole thing with graduation when him and 50 kind of him mm-hmm. and Kanye, Kanye. kind of faced yeah. off um i don't know i mean it, it kind of to me it seemed like it was kind of going to the well one too many times uh you know with the kind of the diss records and the you know, picking uh, and talking the, the beast. Yeah, it's like yeah. it was just okay, we get it. You know what I mean? It kind of got overdone. Right. You know what I mean? So uh but you know, respect again, I mean he's another one. I mean he's doing power now. Amazing. Power amazing.
0: Now. My one of my favorites of all time. I'm not waiting for the record though.
1: Yeah, you know and I think Oh fuck Fifth's gonna hear this. But you know what man, no, we but, we but I think he's a cancer too. Yeah, yeah, I'm a cancer. Too. cancer. We, we but the thing is ass man, ass I think even he realizes <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? I mean I and again he's a guy I've never had the opportunity to meet him, you know. what I'm saying, me and him have never met. I know a lot of the same people. Him, right. Shot money. uh mean, piece Ever, of shot money. Yeah, piece of shot. Me and him have had conversations and stuff before, but but I've never met Fifth. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he always seemed like a, a smart. A oh, he's really he's, smart. He's, he's cat. brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. My man, uh, my man, uh, Antoine Harris, who plays Arm um, on the Breaks. He was on Power. I think he was like season two right. or three, and. They're both, you know, from Queens and you know, me and him He's would have a conversation. Brilliant. He was saying the same thing. He was like, Yo, fifth is like a shark. Always, Always woke. Always yeah. woke. Always, man. Yeah. So last you know, one. Much respect.
0: Sons of Anarchy.
1: Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Oh my God. Listen, man. Let me explain something to you. Rick Ross <laughs> is a phenomenon. And I mean that like yes. in every way possible. I mean his his life, like when people talk about on you know, when people use the phrase tweeting through it. Rick Ross exemplifies that. I mean, if you talk about a person who, I mean, dude, from the cop shit, from you used to be a A CEO to you know the whole shit with him and who was it? Was the was the gangster disciples? It was one of the gang, the GDs that was like trying to get at him, and then the whole Molly and a drink. She didn't know it, and that Twitter. Shit erupt over that erupted. Yeah, the kidnapping allegedly alleged kidnapping. alleged kidnapping and seizures. then the seizures and then like <laughs> brother, pay pears. Pears, right pears, shout pears. out to all the pears. And he survived. He survived he survived, survived. fifty. He survived fifty. He survived fifty. He, he survived 50 50. curly. Pimpin' Curly, he survived, you know, the- the What
0: was his, yo, T, what was his, his his, his, baby The baby mom. What was his name? name Yo, Tia. Oh, my
1: God. He survived all of that. And so, for me, Sons of Anarchy, why compare it to Rick Ross? Sons of Anarchy was, like, the most unrealistic show that is, I mean- after like season three, it's just like, okay, how are all you niggas not serving life sentences right now? Are <laughs> y'all you know still I mean? alive? How are you still alive? You it's know like I mean? the 18. Oh my God. It's like the 18 <laughs> on steroids. Like, dude, so, but it still managed to survive. It still managed to triumph in spite of this ridiculousness. Right. And that to me was Rick Ross. Like, Rick, he still manages to triumph, even though you know the whole the drug dealer shit and the whole you're a cop like it is the most fantastic lie we've ever heard but he still manages to make it sound amazing to me his just how we were talking off air we were saying that like, you know, Rappers the Light is the most hip hop song of all time. The
0: most cliched hip hop record. It of is all it, time. it is it exemplifies hip hop in MCs, every way.
1: Biting, Biting rhymes, A uh, Jack beat that uh, he was a law suit for commercial uh, com- selling out. Selling out the fucking janky label, Jack and Niggas. <laughs> yeah. Like just as hip hop, just I mean just as Rappers The Light is the most hip hop song of all time, I think Rich Off Cocaine is the most Rick Ross song of all time. Mm. That exemplifies Beautiful everything. Song. It is Beautiful. That song song is fucking gorgeous. It is like the biggest lie. Like we know you're not rich (laughs) off cocaine. You're rich off rapping. But we fuck with it. Oh my god, I love if you fuck with it. We fuck with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's brilliant, man. You got to do. I mean, because TV is such a. You got to. You got to continue doing this, man. I certainly will. You got to make that a series. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) We need to talk about that, man. Listen, like I said, I don't want you to go, but um, you know, like all great things, man. You know,
1: must come to an end. Um,
0: last question. Sure. Top five. Top five rapper
1: singers. Top five rapper singers. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, top five rapper singers. Uh, man, I would probably have to say. Oh God. I mean, definitely Lauren. I mean, I got to put Lauren up Lauren, there. Lauren, definitely. Lauren. Um. Uh, top five rapper singers. I don't know if you could count him as a rapper per se, but, I mean, he does, he did rap some. Well, yeah, he did. T-Pain. T-Pain, got it. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Rapper Ternsey. Like, T-Pain, people, I think people, you know, as as much as people, like, credit me for, like, you know, kind of being, you know, the guy that influenced other people, I cannot overstate T-Pain's importance Mm. enough, man. I mean, without him, we don't get the dream. We don't get... Mm future we don't get, we don't get future. i mean you know what i'm saying like so big ups to to my nigga teofalo Payne. uh <laughs> i think t-pain let me see who else man um rapper singers jesus christ um i would put queen latifah up there mm. um she i mean queen latifah was ladies so cold first. ladies first i mean she was singing on that coming to my house but even she was so cold with it man like people forget Latifah had like a real live jazz she had a career for a Jazz formative. album, like like Latifah was selling out Hollywood Bowl, yes, bro. Yes, I mean that's singing jazz standards. Standards, Stella by Starlight, and just fucking, you know, come on, man. So yeah, so she was, um, she's definitely up there. That's, that's three, funny. rapper singers, rapper singers. Um, God, man, I would probably take it back, and. You know, I gotta give you know props to the original. I'll probably say like full force, full force, mm. full force. I mean, they, they went were, from the
0: full force MCs to the full force MDs. Full force,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they full force. I mean, in terms of what they were doing, again, you know, from you know producing like the Rock Sand Rock Sand records yes. to fucking the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, are you serious? You know, um, gotta give it up to them. And then five. Oh, rapper singers, rapper singers. Um, Oh (laughs) shit! I gotta say, CeeLo man, Mm. CeeLo Green, CeeLo. I mean, CeeLo was pretty much yeah, man. Represented the south. Oh man, Andre is like you know everybody loves Andre three thousand, and I mean I love Andre. I mean he's a god. CeeLo was pretty much Andre twenty nine ninety nine. You know what I mean? He was. I mean, no pun intended. He was the prototype. (laughs) He was. He was. You know, when you first. Her soul food an album which i broke the law to fucking buy you um stole it i did know. not steal it i you. drove on a learner's permit to the mall ah, to get it. so i had no license i had no business like behind the wheel of a car and uh but my you homie had to, you had to get it oh, i had to have it, had to I, had to it to I had to drive to the mall it. buy that shit and uh yeah man so yeah CeeLo. i mean CeeLo just again the dude who rap wants rap you know You know, I remember when the South was a place you couldn't even look a cracker in the face. Mm. Now he's on The Voice. Mm. Like, dude, you know what I'm saying? I mean, as many problems as, you know, know, we were talking offline, you know, people having their things about hip hop and having, you know, being angry and all this shit. Dude, the fact that this has led to so many careers... I think this is the best time,
0: best time to be alive in hip hop. Oh,
1: my God, man.
0: Best time to be alive Cause in hip hop. Because there's
1: so many lanes available if you know how to work it. I mean, even this I mean?
0: podcasting. This is like the new fucking rap label shit.
1: Yo, dead ass. Straight up. Straight Thanks. up. And, I mean, the thing was, like, I had a podcast but it's like, I got out too early. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, me and my man Brainchild, we had our podcast, Go Your Radio, That's we were right. doing back in the day. I remember that. And we were just kind of doing, again, just fucking around. Just fucking around. And then, like, he got busy. Like, he couldn't do it anymore. And so he was like, all right, it's I'm It's never not late, doing man. It. It's never too late. Yeah, man. but then we got Quest Love Supreme. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, the Yo, next man, level can, up.
0: Can, what's up with Quest, man? Like, Quest has always almost been on the show, man
1: he he's, he's, he's never done no,
0: it. No, and I'm starting to think like, are we not good enough for Quest? Nah, nah, not if at, you at see all. Is he a strange brother? You like, don't have enough hair. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> what I got, nah, <laughs> not at hair. all, man. I, I don't think- want. I don't want to put you to work for us, man. Nah, <laughs> man, We gotta get Caetronada. Do Caetronada, Jazzy Jeff
2: pack. Oh. Anderson Pack. Anderson, well, no, and
0: Anderson pa- Pack is a whole different thing. That's what, it's not on him. He's coming. Yeah, I mean, I not hey, want to. Be, yeah, 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 look,
1: never mind. Working <laughs> from all angles, dude. I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, can put a call in. Definitely. I, you know, do whatever I can do. But, nah, dude. Quite, man, Amir, Amir is a guy. You know what I'm saying? And first and foremost, man, he is one of again, one of my biggest mentors. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, I can't say enough good things about him. Amir is a guy that you know the dude, his brain is not like ours. I, I,
0: I, I, could, I could relate. It's, to it's I really can, not. I see that.
1: It's really not. You know what I mean? And once you understand that about him, Are we all then a lot of stuff makes him? sense. No, it's not even that we're immortals. <laughs> it's just, man, he is just always fucking working. But, and it's even sometimes I'm like, dog, do you ever turn off? I mean, he's always, I mean, like... He's a machine. Nigga. I'm mean,
0: literally... Just, we'll just be watching in a him group drum chat. Chat. for hours.
1: I've I've seen him drum for hours. But for hours. he'll But dude, he'll be he's, drumming... And you don't understand, like, brother, I'm telling you, he'll be drumming, and then I'm getting group chats, texts. We are in the group. He's like, yeah, so so uh, I got those uh, interview notes coming through. And I'm like, nigga, ain't you on stage yeah, right, right
0: now? now? Ain't you drumming?
1: Straight up, he'll be doing that. Yeah, so, that, nah, man, he, that, that he reminds, would love to that do that this. That reminds
0: me of a, a Dallas Penn story. He said he was someplace, <laughs> and he saw he was watching Puff at some show do some flip, <laughs> and then he got a tweet from Puffy.
1: <laughs>
0: Yo, Fonte, man, this has been such a joy, man. It's been wor- well worth the wait, man. man oh, sir. Listen, yeah, man, you. when you're in town, I know you're busy. If you ever want to come through, I mean, just guest host or whatever, man. Like, yeah, I Like our like, like podcast, your podcast,
1: man. man. I love to do it, man. And I'll put you know the word out thank for you. for the brothers. You know, that you, I, I can. I mean, that would. No, no, but I don't. Amir really would love it, to do this. Man. Yeah, but
0: but it. for real, man. I think this was really special, man. And, and and this was fun, man.
1: Yeah, a lot of fun. And I and again I just want to say this and make sure we get it online, man, and get it, you know, on the air dude. Thank you for what you are doing. Like you are truly like a modern day griot, You know what I'm saying? In terms of just preserving our stories, you know, giving you know cats in the culture you know a chance just to tell their stories i mean this is like like no dead ass man i really think like one day your shit is gonna end up like in the smithsonian or some shit. i hope so like i really think it's gonna be archived on some oh they're gonna love me when i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> they love you now they love, they me now. Love me now they love me now but uh but nah man thank you just for for giving us that, the, the outlet i mean and and again you know just as your uh, you know you say my story was inspired I mean yours was as well I mean to go from just lawyering and saying ah I'm kind of sick of this shit to just becoming you know where you are now I mean man it just it is really a testament I think just I uh, oh, mean,
0: we having so much fun man yeah we having so much fun
1: and, and, started, and, and that's
0: really what it is we're just getting started but it's it's fun, man. So I, you know, like like you being in a career where you love it. Yeah. I mean, it's work, but it's still like no, you if can't. If I if I didn't like this shit,
1: the day I don't like this shit is the day I won't do the it. Is day you won't do it? Yep. Yeah. And I'm and I'm blessed, man. And we're we're all blessed. And shout out, you know, shout out to all my people. Shout out, F.E. Music Crew. Shout out to Pool. Shout to Knife. You know, everybody. You know, what yes, I mean, sir. we're just really blessed to uh, still be here, still thriving. I'm thankful. And to all, everybody, my supporters and fans, everybody. I mean, just just thank you, you know, just for being with me over the years and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just keep working.
0: Keep working, man.
1: Because you know how it is when you're not working. Nigga, listen, that <laughs> listen. Shit is not fun. Ah, when that phone don't ring, when you keep looking at the phone and
0: then nothing, nothing.
1: And that's the thing. Like I was, you know, me and was talking earlier. Like with my with my album, I was just like, man, my album is something. That's an opportunity I can always make for myself. I can make that opportunity whenever I feel like right. it. The stuff that's coming through you now, is TV you can't, stuff. You can't make this oh my god, I can't you make gotta, that. You got to take it. Yeah, you got to take it. You got to take it. So that's kind of no, where. You're very blessed, man. Thanks again, man. Oh man, thank you. Much pleasure. King, top four. You think so? Yeah.
2: Every episode, <laughs> I always rank them. This is definitely up there with Banner, Mark, Lamar,
0: Hill. Oh wow, wow D nice, wow.
2: D nice. Well, I'm talking about the year, but yeah, oh, definitely, definitely in top five all time. Period. Um. Pleasure to honor, man Like, Fonte, for real
1: Man, thank y'all for having me, dude yep. This shit is Man, this is
2: We this had is the whole
0: crazy. little brother We had the whole little brother Yeah, yeah without, man Without them together, but, you know <laughs> Right, right, right you In know, spirit
1: <laughs> Yeah, we all I mean, Salute. we're still all in yeah. touch Like, yeah. all of us are still We're still And working, too Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy. Still in touch, still working And, you know I mean, people always ask me, Like, for reunion and stuff And it's like Eh. it's gotta be right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, w- I will say this, I I, w- I will say this, and I will say this here, and I haven't even, this is not even a conversation I have even had with, with Nyther Poo, you know what I'm saying? Um, this past year, you know, it's definitely given me a lot of perspective, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was in Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago, and the revolution, you know, reunited for a gig, you know what I'm saying? Prince's Band. Prince's Band, right? And the show was amazing. I mean, the show's was, was amazing and it was dope. But it was still just that moment of kind of watching it and it's just like something's missing. You know what I mean? You know I mean? It, it was like like when they would do like his deeper stuff, like when they would do like the deeper cuts off his album, you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's like, you know, they just jamming and it's like, okay, this shit is this shit is dope. And they doing housequake, it's like, okay, they jamming on housequake for ten minutes, it's just dope. But then when they do like his monster hits, like little red Corvette, it's just like it's not here. you feel right you feel that law so you know but i mean it was a fantastic show but that and then you know coupled with you know the tribe you know i was just thinking with, about with fife life. you know yeah. what i mean so for a while you know i think you know we were kind of reluctant to do it. i know well i won't speak for the i won't speak for the for the brothers i can only speak for me i was very reluctant you know for it um this past year seeing that it kind of put into perspective of saying, okay, well, there's one thing to, there's one thing to say, well, I have the option to not do this. I can either take it or leave it. It's another thing when that option no longer exists. You know what I mean? You know, when one of your you're with Fife, it's, you know, when he gone, when he dies, it's like, that's the end of it. You know what I mean? So I say that to say, you know, um, I, it, it definitely made me think a lot about, wanting if nothing else if nothing else to just put a period at the end of the sentence to end it properly you know what i mean and 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 when i say end it properly i don't know what that means i don't know if it a show a tour there's no there's no there's no
0: box to put it in yeah that's a possibility but just yeah
1: just to just for the three of us to say hey you know let's just end this the right way and then if you if y'all missed it, it's y'all com- just fucking missed it. You know what I mean, but it's we complete. did our, our part. You know what I mean? But it definitely, it definitely, it, it definitely gave me that perspective, man. Because you know, it's I mean, Prince, like no one saw that shit coming yeah, and fight. Yeah. I mean, it's 2016. Like this has been a motherfucker, man. Been a motherfucker like, man. you know what I mean? So, so I, I would say that. So, don't hold your breath for a reunion. But I would definitely say that. I would say for me, I can't speak for the brothers, but for me, um, it's definitely something that I'm way more. Open to considering now. It's crazy, Than right? I ever was. You it's know, crazy. I haven't
0: ago. told the internet this, man, but you know, I did give a call to Dallas Penn. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, Why, why you told him that, man? I didn't say he's coming back. I just said I gave a call to Dallas Penn. Don't tell him shit. Dallas Penn, come home, my nigga. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Come wow. home, my nigga. Just come home, my man. That's yo. You know what I'm love. saying? Let's keep it real, man. Nah, we, 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 this, no this, no, this comeback, this is Let's what this we do. Jack Show, Nine right? toes. Wow. Listen, Listen, man, let's, let's wrap this. Yo, once again, brother, thank you. Thank you, man. Continue success, man. Internets, you know what this is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Nominati! This episode of The Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production. What up, Combat? This is Damyo from L.A. I hit you up a while ago talking talking about I was binging all your shit. Well, true that. I'll be on the road. I'll be on the move, on the travel. So I stay listening to your joints. But I need these archives. Hurry up. Okay, don't hurry up. Take your time. But, man, I need these archives. I'm trying to get dig back and listen to all this shit. I'm trying to trying to catch up. Not necessarily catch up, but I'm just trying to get into them, you know? You kept
1: me rocking during deployment. Man, come on. All right, combat. Stay up. Keep doing what you're doing. These fucking joints is hot. The guests are getting doper and doper, so I'll be listening. All right.